Now, time for McNamara on Money, sponsored by McNamara Financial Services. It's your lucky day. You get two advisors for the price of one. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed. And this is Kirk Reed. With McNamara Financial, your hosts for today's episode of McNamara on Money on 95.9 WATD. Alyssa and I are both certified financial planner practitioners, fiduciaries, and co-owners of McNamara Financial Services with offices in Marshfield and Chelmsford. McNamara Financial is an independent, fee-only, federally registered investment advisor. We work with clients like you every day. People that need help making sound financial decisions and people looking to check investment management off their list of things to worry about. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. You can join us on air at 781-837-4900. Alyssa and I spend plenty of time together and we're happy to chat with somebody else. Any advice we give is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with your own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to, regardless of their level of income, assets, or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. My father likes to remind me that it's a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. That is why Kirk and I invite guests onto our show that have expertise in different areas of personal finance. We feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial, any of its advisors, or 95.9 WATD. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you find the show helpful and informative. Give us a call at the studio, 781-837-4900. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. You are lucky today to have several McNamaras here in studio. This is not always the case. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial right here in Marshfield, and I'm joined this morning by some family members and current and uh, and also some uh, South Shore professionals. We have yeah. Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate, located at headquartered in Pembroke. Yes. And her, Sharon is my aunt and my uncle and Sharon's husband, Mark McNamara of McNamara Plumbing and also Boston Connect Real Estate. Good morning, guys. Good, good morning. morning. So many McNamaras in the house. I yes, love it. It's it's really good. And yes, I'm your favorite auntie. I know. You're my favorite. <laughs> and I still, people are still confusing us. I just had someone the other day who I had yep. a consultation with yeah. regarding finances and investments and things yep. like that. And then at the end, oh, you still doing real estate too? Oh, really? <laughs> but you say, no, this is my aunt's car. So you call yes, my aunt. Exactly. <laughs> it is funny because a lot of yeah. people will say to me, they still always say, oh, your dad, your dad. No. And I was like, it's <laughs> not my dad. It's my husband's brother. So uh, yeah, it is funny that we get confused. If they could see us in it's, person, they wouldn't do that because one, we don't look alike no, yeah. and you are a lot younger than me. That's <laughs> <laughs> not actually the case. But yes. okay. so. Uh, so good morning, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk this morning regarding real estate and mm-hmm. your finances and all those things and how they mm-hmm. interrelate, I suppose, is mm-hmm. a good way um, to mm-hmm. describe it. If anyone has questions, 781-837-4900, or you can find us on Boston Connects yeah. um, Facebook page. Yeah. We're doing a Facebook Live. You can mm-hmm. um, 
message in questions yep. th- via Facebook. And normally you could text us, but I and I brought my dedicated texting phone, and it says no SIM. So I the service I guess is not working. So this phone is it. about 15 years old. So maybe I should just <laughs> yeah. need to just upgrade to new one. So I po- apologies for that. Hmm. Um, but several ways to reach us: seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. If anyone wants to call in with questions this morning. Mm-hmm. And again, the Facebook <clears throat> is because uh, we are live. Facebook Live. It's facebook.com forward slash Boston Connect, and that's how you can find us. You can see us in studio. Um, we also have Tim manning the phones in there. Tim, they might be able to see you. You want to wave? Hi. Yeah. Hi everybody. <laughs> hey, look, I'm on. TV. Yay! <laughs> yes. So I normally dress a little bit more professionally than this if I mean, I'm going to be on. I didn't video. want you to look. Like, You're a mom, you know, Alyssa. It's, it's fine. I got to get my workout I, in in the yeah. morning I, for my mental health. Yeah. I didn't reasons, want you to look so. cuter than me today. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, that's really Some nice dope. bright colors. You yeah, know. That's yeah. True. No, it was a last minute decision. So. No, it's fine. Yeah. Love it. Um. All right. So. I think that the show is well-timed given mm. that the spring market is probably right around the corner, the spring real estate market. It's here now. I mean, spring is like, it feels like it's here. I'm sure we're going to have a huge snowstorm at some point, but yeah. it feels like spring has sprung already. Yeah, so. and for real estate, to be honest with you, spring has nothing to do with the weather. It, it really doesn't. It's really the timing of it all. Uh, people think spring and, you know, flowers blooming and all that. <laughs> but Je- really, spring is kind of muddy and, <laughs> and gross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Oh, excuse me. I'm choking here. Um, But honestly, we tell people who want to be ready for the spring market that they should really be thinking about coming on the market the day after the Super Bowl. So oh, that's, really? Yeah. Yep. So that's really the beginning of the spring market, and it has been very, very busy. I always thought um, the spring market did have to do with the weather because people are kind of out and about. We'll go to some open houses. Mm-hmm. We'll, I don't know, feeling better about just going leaving the house. But yeah. But Maybe those not. are people who are sort of looky-loos, not necessarily people who are really looking for houses. So yeah. that's why I tell clients who are sort of on the fence about putting their house on the market, you know, oh, we want to wait until the spring. Our flowers look so beautiful, this, that, and the other thing. We can always take old pictures, you know, that you have right. to, to showcase that. But you have real buyers this time of year because who really does want to go, you know, trudging through the mud or the snow or, you know, especially like during the holidays, it was a great time to be on the market. And we had a lot of sales during the Christmas. Because not a lot of people want to put that effort in during the holidays. Exact, low inventory. Exactly. So if you rewind to like last fall, yeah. when the financial markets were very interesting, mm-hmm. the real estate, there was a ton of inventory, right? And then mm-hmm. it's, and there was a lot of bidding wars. Was that, am I getting my timing wrong? Um, you're not getting your timing wrong. It's just the way that you're wording it is wrong. <laughs> Sorry. You, I, I'm wrong about everything in your field, just so you know. <laughs> okay. That's why I have you, by the way. Um, no, you know what it was? It was low, it was still low inventory and that's why we had a lot of bidding wars. Oh, low inventory. Did I yes. say it backwards? Okay. Yep. 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 So um, when you have low inventory and that's what ends up happening, it's very much a seller's market when you have low inventory. So, and what ends up happening is buyers buy with emotions. So everybody wants a house, you know, it's really difficult for those first time home buyers or those buyers that are going from, you know, maybe the condo or the smaller Cape or that first time home, similar to you when you had your first home in Norwell, going up to that bigger home in Marshfield. That's the demographic right now that's having a really difficult time because the people selling homes like yours right now are not selling them. And that reason is because the boomers are in a situation, the boomer demographic, they're in a situation right now where it doesn't make sense for them to sell that big four bedroom colonial house because they can't make a lateral move. 
There's no place for them There's to go. There's nowhere for them to go. I have this discussion with my older clients very mm-hmm. frequently that yep. they're they're ready to downsize, their kids are out of the house, they want something smaller, they want something with less maintenance. And there's not a lot of options around here. No. There's not a lot of one level um, living that's reasonably priced, that's newer. Yeah. And there's, and a lot of people don't want to go right to a condo mm-hmm. or an, you know, an association. Yep. Um, well, so they're having a really hard time. A lot of them go south. Yeah. There's a lot. And one more of the, available. Sorry to interrupt. One okay. of the things that um, one of the builders that I work with, it's Stonebridge um, Homes, and they're out of Easton, but they have I have a 34 lot subdivision with them right now in Pembroke, and then we have another nine um, lot subdivision. That one's going to be all Colonials, but that's something that he's really good about forecasting what what is in the future and what people are going to be looking for. So this is a it's a 40B development in Pembroke and 34 lots. So 40B, um, 25% of the homes have to be, you know, accounted for affordable people, you know, for people to have more affordable housing. And we have ranch style homes. So we have ranch style homes. We have homes with first floor masters. That's one of my favorites is the Claritin. We actually just sold our model this week. The Claritin model, first floor master suite. It's really great. And then if you do have guests, there's two bedrooms upstairs and a little loft area where you could set it up as like a little sitting area with a full bathroom. So if you do have guests, Mm. they can sort of stay there. And they have smaller lots. And that's what that's we're key seeing. because yeah, as you age, you don't necessarily want to have the same level of maintenance, especially yard maintenance, or the expense yeah. of it to mm-hmm. hire people. Well, we're seeing people so, in your de- de- demographic that don't want it either. I mean, right before the show, Uncle Mark was telling you to take water off your pool, <laughs> and you're like, all this homeowner <laughs> stuff. <laughs> hey, I work a lot. I just don't work a lot at my home. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, he's looking out for you, anyways. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, no, the, a homeowner is a huge and it's everything it's so much work it yeah it just doesn't end. and, and <laughs> don't tell me that it doesn't I, I already <laughs> needed to end but well, like think what you're doing with the girls though right yeah. I mean you're always doing something or you're working yeah it's really tough for your demographic and Kirk yeah. too like he's right beside you doing all the same things well so many you know dual income families both parents working not as much time for taking care of the home so and because you know what though I have to commend you that the thing that you're doing right is okay you didn't worry about the water on the pool because you never no one ever told you about it but oh they probably still (laughs) either uncle mark told me or the patio guy told me or the somebody told me somebody said something somebody probably told me but i think it's great though that you're realizing what's important and that is okay you have to work that's just a fact of life but those three girls are your life other than that you know and your marriage right (laughs) but it's true you're you're a good mom oh thanks sharon you're a great mom be a good mom yeah. I try to balance it all, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I was I I'm I'm involved in the chamber of the local chamber of commerce and and mm-hmm. the the South Shore Chamber of Commerce did a study recently and I'm not going to be able to quote it perfectly well, but one of the results of that was the housing shortages projected housing shortages on the on the South Shore. Mm-hmm. I think part of that was. Um, housing shortages for like young professionals. So people coming out of college, wanting, you know, working in the city, working in Quincy Mm -hmm. and looking for a certain lifestyle that's Mm -hmm. not a suburban, you know, cape. Mm -hmm. That's a, um, you know, loft style uh, apartments or condos and that like, you know, Mm -hmm. Hingham Shipyard style of living, which is, seems to be very popular and Mm -hmm. um, popping up all over the place. But so I know that there is like recognition of a shortage in that regard, but yeah. I there's also a shortage for people 
older. on the other end of the spectrum that mm-hmm. are older and also looking for just, you know, not that traditional suburban yep. lifestyle, but but something smaller and less maintenance. And and again, a lot of people when you when you live in a single family home your entire almost your entire life, mm-hmm. some people just aren't ready to go to a condo and yeah. have neighbors like right there. You that know, is one a of total the change. Big yeah. thing. Well, I know um, one of my agents actually, uh, Trish Flynn, uh, she's actually the manager of our Bridgewater office. She was in this weekend with a young couple looking for a condo. So Trish had a condo on the market. She had how many people went through that that um, she had so many like groups 24 24 25. 25 groups of people went through her open house she had several offers on it because for a condo for a condo where, in Pembroke where? in Pembroke because Pembro- oh. Pembro- there's just not that many there's or just to- not that many that are yeah. you know there and nicely done <clears throat> and everything so um, this couple came in so Trish is going to help them find a place but it's one of those things when you're in a in an office especially you know we're a boutique office and a lot of agents are coming and going all the time I was in the office when she was there with them and um, I could hear them talking about the condo and everything they didn't have the door shut so it wasn't like it was a private conversation it was late at night I was the only one there and I just went in and I was like, hey, Trish, I, I know that you're looking for a condo. Just so you know, I think I'm going to have a condo coming on the market in the same area in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you have to give people that head start oh, you need to the let in. them know. Yeah. Oh. And one of the things that you were talking about with the, the inventory shortage in Boston and, you know, the metro areas, I think what I'm finding is or what I'm recognizing because, you know, the name of our company is Boston Connect Real Estate. So we're connecting Boston to the South Shore and the South Coast, you know, you know, connecting home buyers and home sellers. So we, we do have our pulse on the city as well. And what we're finding is not necessarily that there's so much a shortage, but affordable. A shortage of affordable homes? Yes. So in the city? In the city. Yeah. So a good example okay. is <clears throat> excuse me, I had a well, I still have it. It's a three a three decker in Dorchester. Yeah. Neponset area, really, really nice area. And um, unfortunately, it was a hoarder situation that owned it. So it, it needs a lot of work. So mm-hmm. it's gonna, gonna be a complete, you know, flip for somebody. And we had one open house on a Wednesday, dedicated time frame. We had twenty four no, no, no. If we had 40, 40 groups of people come through this open house. It because was, it was affordable. It was on the market for 700000 A triple-decker in Dorchester, does, that just doesn't happen. But what we did, it's an estate sale as well. So what I said, it's actually my best friend's stepdad. And I said, it was his sister. And I said, and his family growing up, I said, why don't we do this? Let's get an appraisal for the estate just to justify what what we want to list this at and we'll go off of that so yeah. the appraisal was just a little bit under 700 we'll need the appraisal anyway so that's yeah. mutually beneficial yeah. exactly yeah. right and we're satisfying the needs of the estate by saying that yeah. we are trying to get the highest and most for the estate so we had that it was just a little under 700 we put it on the market for 700 so it was basically my real estate team which you know I have a real estate team that helps me with my real estate clients and then I have a team that helps me with my office so it was myself mark mary baker melissa wallace and mary's boyfriend sam horton who's also a full-time real estate agent five of us oh i didn't know he was okay yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. five of us to man this property so we all had stations 40 groups of people coming through and by groups there were some groups had 10 people in them it was crazy wow yeah What does a triple-decker in Dorchester go for? Over a million? Over a million. So what we did was um, we said highest and best offer by a certain time. We ended up with 24 offers. I should bring... I have a binder like this, just like this. 
with a full spreadsheet um, of what all the offers were. We went through all of them. The sad thing is, I felt really sad for some people that came in. There were some really um, nice young couples that just want to live in Dorchester. That's where they grew up. Yeah. But they're being beat out by developers yeah. and contractors. Yeah. They just can't compete, especially these guys have money or they're being backed by somebody with money. So they can come in and say cash. Yeah. So I felt bad in that situation, but you know, we have it sold. We literally got offers at nine hundred thousand dollars. Wow. For this place. Wow. There's yeah. just no inventory. There's no inventory and these guys want it. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna flip it, they'll renovate all of it, and then each unit they'll they'll condominiumize it. So each condo will probably be between six twenty five and six fifty once they're said and done. Wow. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to put a lot of work into it. But a lot that's of probably work. Oh, quite a, a profit. That's though. a complete cut. That's for, yeah. Oh, really? It's a complete <clears throat> cut. Yeah. I mean, it has some of the beautiful details wow. that I love. I mean, I actually said to Mark, I would love to buy this because, you know, let's face Casey's. <laughs> and Mark was like, "Oh, that's a lot of work." Yeah. <laughs> Mark's gonna be doing I, I, I all the work. I would have done it, but it was just. Yeah. I mean, the numbers just started going higher and higher, and I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah. And they would have gotten a phone call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we Wait do this? <laughs> yeah. But you know, the thing is, is like. It, it is a family friend and he was willing to sell it to me cheaper, wow. but my job as a real estate agent is to get my client, regardless of who they are and what they're offering me, the highest and best. So yeah. that's what we did. And, you know, ultimately what it ended at, I wouldn't have purchased it for because I don't, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. My yeah. intent would have never been to flip it and sell it, you know, as condos. My intent would have been, you know, Casey's living in the city now. She could have an apartment. Mackenzie will come back at some point in time. She could have an apartment. Yeah. The third floor had views of, you know. the. So, so we were basically oh, wow. buying a $1.5 million three family <laughs> in the Ponset by yeah. the time we were done so the kids could live next yeah. to You're such good good parents. (laughs) But it had a garage. Oh, that's probably unique for Dorchester. Well, it it had, what, a 64 Mustang in there. He would have probably left us that. (laughs) Is that still, are are bidding wars still happening on the South Shore as well? Or was that just because it was in the city? Nope, it's still happening here. I actually had an office meeting yesterday and I was talking to one of my agents, Matt Mahoney. Um, Actually, he's going to be my agent spotlight this week too. And... um, it's great because Matt, I'll just put a little plug out there for Matt too, is Matt is very interested in doing more and he's going to be out there doing more for Boston Connect soon. So there'll be more news to share about that. Um, he said he put an offer in on a property this week and he was outbid. There were just too many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How quickly times change though, because it's all of a sudden, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that there was, I mean, I know it was years ago that there was an excess of inventory and yeah. prices falling. And I know it, it's been years. 2010. But, um, but now all of a sudden, you know, I have casual conversations with with people in the office about, you know, they're selling their properties or they're going to be listing their properties. And mm-hmm. um, now it's kind of like the strategy is I'm going to price it a little bit lower than I think it's worth because I want to create yeah. that bidding war. And you're the starting energy. to hear people talk about that because it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, well, the numbers are the numbers. I mean, you know that probably better than anybody is, you know, the market is different for many reasons. And I think technology has a big part of it. You know, you can stand in front of a house now with an app called HomeSnap and you can find out what everything around you has sold for. It geolocates you. You can see what the assessments are on these properties. You can see all that. And buyers are very savvy, especially our millennial generation. I know that, you know, I, I, I very much dislike when I hear, you know, people uh, putting down the, that millennial generation because honestly, 
I think it's one of our better generations because they research everything. They're real smart, yeah. They really are smart. They pay attention. Yeah, and they're very resourceful. They're very much, you know, they, they know what they're talking about. The other thing I like about them is once they make a decision, that's when they say, okay, now I need to be hiring. Like, I want to work with, you know, your team, Sharon, because I need somebody I trust, mm-hmm. you know? So they've done all the research. So you can't hide the numbers. And that's that's why prices right now, I would say Plymouth County, and I can look it up in a minute, probably 98, 99% sale price to list price ratio. I don't know, understand what you just said. <coughs> so, uh, so what people oh, have the house listed for? So they're listing it accurately. Is that what that means? Exactly. Essentially? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you just can't. And then I always have a problem with people. There's that, that boomer generation is the generation that always says it to me. Oh, well, let's just put it a little bit higher because everybody's going to try to knock us down on the price anyways. And I say, no, it doesn't work that way anymore. We just say the house is priced according to the condition that it's in. So does your strategy change based on market conditions though, like with regards to the way that you price properties? Like if you if you, we are in this environment where people are overbidding, are you strategically pricing things a little bit lower or are you just or does that never change for you? It never really changes for me. I mean, it isn't even really my job to tell anybody where to price the house. I give them a range of oh. where I think that it should be. And then what I say to them is, What is your motivation? Do you want to test the market a little bit and be on the higher end of the range or a little bit over that range? Or do you want want to be right in the middle of the range where we know we're right on or do you want to be on the lower end of the range because anywhere <clears throat> excuse me in that range is going to work you know I did recently have a situation where I had made a suggestion to the client that they come on at I pre- I prefer coming on the market uh, people look in $50,000 increments right so th- this one property um, I'll just say it was on the market for I, I, I suggested 500 they decided that they wanted to come on for 510 Okay. I mean, $10,000 when you're talking about this much money, like, and I said to them, well, here's the thing. One thing I know for sure is you can never underprice a house because of what you're talking. You can never underprice a house. Because what you're saying, right? If I underpriced a house. You would just have a whole bunch of people. Exactly. Right. right? right? So that momentum and everybody wants what everybody else wants. Yeah. So you would get above your price. You can never underprice a house. Okay. Okay. What you can do is overprice a house. And for some reason or another, it's like backwards momentum. You, you just, you can't sort of get that, that excitement back about that property. Right. So I always, right. so I suggest yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Come on at 500. It, if, if you're supposed to get 510, I promise you, you will. Because, because the people, people in the fourth in the up to five hundred range yeah. wouldn't see it at five ten exactly when really they could afford it because it'll exactly because ten thousand dollars for them too is probably not a big swing exactly. either when qualifying for mortgage yeah yeah okay interesting well, thank you seven eight <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like we've had this conversation before and the other the other component of that is people get excited about the new listings mm-hmm. right because they get their I don't know if they still get e- direct email feeds or notifications yeah. mm-hmm. on their app or whatever yeah. and they get excited about a new listing yep. but if they don't see that new listing because it's not in their range exactly even if you drop the price later it's not going to be as exciting because oh, that's an old listing and nobody bought it yet and it must be a piece of crap exactly right? there must be something yeah. wrong with yeah. it why are they coming down on the price <coughs> I've actually been in homes where they are probably on the higher end of the range. Um, and there are homes, by the way, that are, you know, probably value-wise, like if you looked, if to try to build this house, you probably couldn't for this price. Mm-hmm. But the market is saying, I'm, I just don't think that you're worth it. Like, I'm not willing to pay you for it. Right. So you have to make those adjustments too. And maybe you just don't want to sell, you know, and wait. But um, I forget what I was going to say on that. Um, what, were you, what did you just say? 
<laughs> we were talking about overpricing a house and how yeah, I know. new and exciting. Oh, new There's and something exciting. about yeah, so There's something once, to that. Yeah, so yeah. if it's a price change, that I've had people come in. This is what I was saying. You know, I'll be in open houses and people will say right to me, well, I'll wait until the price drops. Or if I do do a price break on a house and have an open house, people will come in and say, oh, I've been waiting for this to drop. Like they just don't make the phone call to say, you know, and that's the thing is the mentality of, oh, somebody will just throw me an offer. It That doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't happen. Oh, no. Because people don't want to really negotiate with somebody that they feel is unrealistic to begin with. True. Right. True. We, we had that experience when we were looking for our colonial remember that and they they weren't playing ball yeah and we they were negotiating and just being really stubborn and it Mm -hmm. wasn't worth it and we walked away yeah and um thank thank goodness for that yeah because we ended up finding the right house but Mm -hmm. um i had a comment about that and i i completely lost it but we'll we'll take a a quick break 781-837-4900 if anyone has questions for us i'm Alyssa mcnamara reed talking with sharon mcnamara of boston connect real estate and mark mcnamara of boston connect real estate and mcnamara plumbing um, we're talking about real estate stuff, uh, mm-hmm. spring market stuff. I want to get into, um, I want to get into sort of like different situations that I see. Well, we talked about multi generational mm-hmm. living and um, you know selling properties when an aging parent either goes into a you know, assisted living or nursing home, mm-hmm. or or if an aging parent you know dies and what to do with the property. I wanted to sort of talk about different situations like that after the break. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Hi, this is Mike McNamara with McNamara Financial Services in Marshfield. If you're near retirement, maybe it's time to take a serious look at your retirement plan and your investment strategy to make sure you're going to be okay. We're local, we're a family business, and we can help. It's what we do. McNamaraFinancial.com or 781-834-2010. Let McNamara Financial Services help guide you through the Medicare maze. Tuesday night, October 16th, join Kirk Reed, certified financial planner, practitioner of McNamara Financial Services, and Medicare expert Peter D. Stoner. There'll be complimentary cocktails and hors d'oeuvres starting at 6.30 with the Medicare seminar beginning promptly at 7. Register online at McNamaraFinancial.com or by calling Mary Beth at 781-834-2010. Planning and insight today will make for a better tomorrow. Attend the McNamara Financial Services Medicare Seminar Tuesday night, October 16th at Station 8 Restaurant and Pub at 1899 Ocean Street in Marshfield. The South Shore's breaking news, weather, and traffic station, WATD-FM Marshfield, WATD-Brockton. This is Kirk Reed from McNamara Financial. I often get asked, when should I start collecting Social Security? It's not always a quick question to answer, but an important one. If you'd like to have a conversation about your situation, give me a call at 781-834-2010 or check out McNamaraFinancial.com. This is 95.9 WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts, the South Shores radio station. You are listening to McNamara on Money. Please give us a call at 781-837-4900 with your questions or comments. Okay, Alyssa, let's get back to business. Good morning. Back to, <clears throat> excuse me, back to business it is. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shores' very own financial talk radio show. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I'm joined this morning by my 
aunt, real estate professional Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate, and my uncle, Mark McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate and McNamara Plumbing, my plumber extraordinaire, and um, just my... Someone I rely on for general home ownership advice, actually. <laughs> Anytime there's an issue, I'm like, oh, I'll call it the mark. Hopefully we have so no Thank issues. you for that, yes. Um, and we're talking about all things related to real estate today and uh, obviously finances. Any financial question, always happy to um, take questions like that. We are on Facebook. Oh, thank you. We are on Facebook Live this morning through Boston Connect's Facebook page. So mm -hmm. Boston Connect Real Estate, you can um, message questions or you can call the studio, 781-837-4900 if you have questions. And we're trying to get the phone fixed so that you can text questions as well. But we do have a caller, so we'll go to Tom from Kingston. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Good morning, everyone over there. Hey, hey Tom. Tom. Doing good, thank you. Got a, a couple questions, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. if, sure. Uh, if my parents pass away in a car crash, we'll say, for example, and they leave a will saying that Tom gets the house, and so now I call up Sharon and I say, listen, I want to sell my mom and dad's house. Mm -hmm. uh, and you say, well, are you on the will? Whatever questions mm -hmm. you ask, what proof do I have other than the will? <clears throat> that that's what their intentions are? Or are you able to sell the house with just the will? You would have to be officially named executor or personal representative of the estate in the will. And then the probate court would provide... Well, I'm not a legal professional, but this is my understanding. that, And then the probate court would give you the legal document that names you as personal representative of the estate. I believe it's called the letters testamentary. And once you have that document, you are the official representative of the estate and you can make decisions for the estate. Um, and that that is the proof that I need in my world. And I'm assuming it's the proof that um, Sharon yeah. needs mm -hmm. in, in her world. So yep. it's, a, it's a legal document. So um, along with that comes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Right, um, Six yes. months or so? Potentially, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the probate process, I think on average, is like 12 months in Massachusetts, if not Could a little be, bit longer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Anything some, some people... can do to avoid that? Well, yes. you can you can do some estate planning, and you mm -hmm. can... Um, there are ways to make your estate a non-probated estate, utilizing trusts um, and, and utilizing different ways to title your assets so that they're non-probated assets. So, yes, you can avoid the probate process. Okay, good. Yeah, and that you need an estate planning attorney for that. Sure, mm -hmm. right. Okay, and the last question I have, is there a difference between a uh, real estate broker and a real estate agent? Oh, good question. Yes, there is. And there's a difference between a realtor, too. So um, a real estate agent is uh, somebody that goes to, takes a class, and I believe the class is 40 hours now where you can take a class. I always refer people to Charlie Burke down in Braintree, which is Mass Academy of Real Estate. Awesome, awesome guy. Dorchester guy, no surprise. And then you take a test. So it's really simply that easy. And then a broker is somebody who has been working full-time in the industry for uh, three consecutive years. Mm -hmm. And you have to do another 40 hours of class time. And then you take yet another test. And the broker test is um, a more difficult test um, than the real estate agent test. To mm, be okay. a realtor, um, realtor is just really um, a designation. So Sharon McNamara, comma, realtor. I can't say... 
um, you should we shouldn't be saying the realtor Sharon McNamara because it's not a noun; it's an adjective, really. Okay, right. um, that wow. is <clears throat> a designation. So that's part of being the National um, Association of Realtors, which we call NAR. So Tom, you've heard me say I've been at the NAR convention. I've done this. I've done that. Right. 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 So NAR is our National Association of Realtors, and we have to take um, we abide by a code of ethics. And um, we have to take an ethics course. Once you get your real estate license, you have to take a one-day full, um, I think it's eight hours, eight-hour class. Okay. And then you're designated to be a realtor. The way that realtors work is my office, for instance, Boston Connect Real Estate. Sharon McNamara is a realtor. My office is a realtor office. Everybody in my office has to be a realtor. So we all abide by that same code of ethics. Most oh, that's the state. Uh, nope, it's an association, National Association, association. of Realtors. But we also have a state um, uh, association, which is the Massachusetts Association of Realtors. So I'm part of that. And then I have to pay, and we pay dues to these um, associations. Then we have local associations. So we have South Shore mm-hmm. Realtors, which is right across the street from my office. I'm also a member of the Greater Boston Association of Realtors. I'm part of the Cape Cod Association of Realtors, and I'm also part of the Bristol County Association of Realtors. So, now, are you also able to sell out of state, or are you limited to the state of Massachusetts? I am limited to the state of Massachusetts. We do have some states that we can, you know, sort of uh, bump over, like with our license. Right. Um, but okay. but you still have to get your license, you know, issued through them. Um, for me, I haven't really had a need. Um, interestingly, I do have a client right now, a developer who has he's going to be developing some land in Maine. And um, I'm looking for a realtor up in that area. So I'm doing all the research for him and interviewing the agents um, to help him choose one. So I will refer to that agent. Good. Yeah. And the last question, if there's a house for sale and another real estate agent calls you up and say, we have someone that's interested in one of your listings, Mm -hmm. do you go to that house with that agent or do you just say, you can meet the uh, customer at that location? Every Are you there with the other broker? Every situation is different, Tom. Um, you know, in, in most instances, buyers, agents prefer not to have the listing agent sort of there hovering over them so they can have their conversations with their clients. Um, my office actually um, has a program that if we're going to allow somebody to get into any of our properties, and this is something that every one of our agents has access to, it's called showing time. Um, so I, it's that important to me that I make it part of our our office for every one of our agents and it basically will it will show that the agent is licensed with the state of Massachusetts it's they are part of MLS um, what we get sometimes is attorneys um, interestingly in the state of Massachusetts they are um, automatically considered brokers um, but they have okay. to register themselves. So sometimes what we get, and I know this because I, I think you know my daughter Casey goes to BU Law School. So last right. semester she did her um, her real estate. There's a whole class on you know real estate <clears throat> and law. That's I guess what gets them you know that designation. But 
they really don't know, like, you know, a defense attorney doesn't really know much about real estate, to be quite honest. I mean, they do, but they don't. Um, you know, contract attorneys tend to pull apart all of our contracts. Defense attorneys become defensive when they're looking at PNSs. That's why I think it's really important to use a real estate attorney for all these things. But um, back to your initial question, I, the, sometimes like a parent, this happened recently, and Mark actually had to help one of our agents. Um, one of my agents had an open house. Girl went through it. She really liked it. She was going to put an offer in. Her mother is an attorney and considers herself a real estate agent as well. Um, <laughs> she okay. wanted to bring her daughter back alone to see the property. We would not allow it. She wasn't an MLS. She wasn't registered with the state the way that she was supposed to be. So we sent Mark down because um, Sue was busy. So Mark, actually, it's great because Mark has his license that right. Mark was able to go down there in a company and let them in the house. Um, but some clients do want us to be there. Um, you know, I have a new listing coming on and she has a couple of cats and she's really nervous about someone, you know, being, you know, not so cautious about the doors being open so I will accompany every showing so I really do leave that up to my clients and what they feel what are, what are your thoughts on it what do you feel um, because of today's world it's a little scary sometimes oh, yeah. to allow another I trust you You're, that's the reason why I listed with you mm -hmm. so if you have uh, another agent come and they come with their kids and parents and you know the whole family comes out to check it out mm-hmm if the kids are running around the house or whatever the situation may be, mm -hmm. you don't know what could happen. Yeah. And, and, and things do happen um, sometimes, unfortunately, but generally speaking, we gen the, I've been, you know, I've been doing this for 18 years. Okay. Uh, it's, I, I know a lot of the agents. So for the most part, I'm very familiar with the people who will be going in my house, my houses. But for the other thing too, is that's one of the things why I love this program is because it, everything is documented who's in the house so okay. I can actually like one time there was an instance where um, um, somebody's house you know they, they didn't lock the front door or something like that and it wasn't my listing it was somebody in the office so we were able to go back into the thing and see who the last agent was there because you know what happened is the agent came a second agent came to show the property she said we told well she was told that the property was going to be locked so we give her the lock box so she can get sure. the key right when she got there, she realized that the doorknob was unlocked. So she called the listing agent and said, hey, I just want to let you know, I just got to the property and the door was unlocked. So she was a good agent. She was protecting herself. So if anything had happened in there beforehand, right. you know, so right. we were able to find out that it was the agent before that had, you know, it was actually a back door inadvertently had left, the, uh, left it unlocked. So we can find out. But, you know, it, it isn't that often. I haven't really heard of anything ever going missing or broken or anything like that. Knock on wood. Yeah, I think I would like to have somebody there if it was my property. Mm -hmm. You know, just because of crazy world nowadays. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Just hear too many horror stories. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's... Stuff is missing or, you know, the ring is missing or whatever may happen. Mm -hmm. You hear these stories and you say, is it true or is it just somebody making these things up? Yeah. Just to be in conversation or... I just bet, for safety's sake, happens. I think it's best to have somebody yeah. there. And, but, and for the most part, though, whoever's going into your home is a licensed real estate agent. Like, we're verifying that. They could lose their license for okay, anything good. like that happened. You know what I mean? Well, so, helps. yeah, I mean, there's, there's, and that's the thing. When you're a realtor, you abide by a code of ethics and, you know, you're responsible for that house. Um, you know, we do have insurances and things like that in place, by the way. I mean, my E&O insurance and things like that. If something breaks, I have liability insurance. There are things that 
you know, I have in place as a small boutique to make sure that our agents are always protected and our clients. I mean, that's our main focus. But, um, you know, if an agent is in there, she knows or he knows it's his or her responsibility to be with that client at all times. That's good. You know, I'm very impressed and shocked with different emotions when you talk about Dorchester. Yeah. Being a Dorchester boy, mm-hmm. to see how real estate has gone from one extreme. Yeah. One end of the spectrum all the way to the other end. Yeah, yeah and not that long of a period of time either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my grandmother had a uh, five family in Dorchester in 1978. Uh, she had to get out of there. She moved to Rockland to Rockland Senior Housing. Mm-hmm. And she sold it for $6,000. Oh, my wow. goodness. Six, uh, a five family. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just to get out of there. Yeah. And that house, the last time we saw it, probably about 10 years ago, went for over 700000 Mm-hmm. And that was 10 years ago. Yeah, I can't imagine what it'd be worth today. You know, the sad part is for me, Tom, is that, you know, the, the, the people that grew up in Dorchester don't have mm-hmm. a chance right now. So one of the things that I found from my three-decker listing is that, you know, these people who didn't care about Torchester five years ago and 10 years ago and certainly didn't care about it when I was there, they, you know, now they are coming out of the woodwork. It's just, you know, a bunch of people, they're investors and, you know, you understand that's what they do, but it's from someone who grew up there, it was really sort of sad for me to see. I, I just, there's one girl in particular that just sort of resonates in my mind and she really just wants she just wants that, you know, that golden opportunity of uh, home ownership in, in where right. she grew up. And right. she, she's just getting beat out, you know, and she was willing to, she did put an offer in and she was willing to take a house that was literally needed a complete flip and do it in her time frame. But when it comes down to it, you know, are you going to take someone who's given you cash or are you going to take somebody who's given you, that has to go through financing? Sure. You know? It's just amazing what the prices are going for in that, you know, mm-hmm. people can afford it. Of course, investors is a different story, but mm-hmm. for the normal family, it's a tough place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You one, guys are great. Appreciate one, it. One thing, Tom, too, is I know that you're talking to Alyssa. Alyssa and I are trying to tr- uh, settle down on a date, but you remember we did Financially Secure Women. I'm going to be doing something called Addressing Your Future. Uh, so we're going to be doing that probably at the office. If we get a, a good turnout, we'll do it somewhere else. But um, we're thinking maybe April 4th, Alyssa. Yes, that, I'm free that day. Yes, yes and April 4th. what are you going to have during that session? So we're going to have Alyssa, obviously, uh, doing the financial advising and planning segment. And then we're going to, I'm also going to invite uh, Chris Crowninshield from Mahoney Law Group. Uh, and he is an estate attorney. So estate planning, um, because for those questions that you just asked regarding wills, regarding putting, should you be putting things in a trust? Is he considered an elder attorney also? Um, I don't know. I can find that out though. Um, he sure. does, he does know all of that, you know, the five back look year, look back and what you should be doing with your money and you know, most how is, you should most do. estate planning attorneys yeah. at least, at least touched on elder law yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he specializes in, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's capable. Yeah. Yep. And then we'll also, um, Alyssa is going to reach out to an accountant, uh, a CPA so we can have, because this is coming up again. This is what I'm seeing a lot of actually is, you know, that sandwich generation of taking care of the parents and the kids and what do I do to mul- then just becoming multi-generational but what do we do with that money once we sell the house and is it going to be if someone ends up in assisted li- living is something going to happen yes yeah. yes we're going through that now with my parents mm-hmm. and it's like okay so what do we do you mm-hmm. know they're at that pivot point mm-hmm. where they're borderline they want to be as in- independent, independent as possible mm-hmm. they want to stay at home but it looks like there's going to be stages where they're going to have to get 
uh, into an assisted living um, mm-hmm. type of situation. You know, dad's dealing with beginning stages of Alzheimer's dementia, and so it's getting kind of sticky and yucky. And mm-hmm. you know, how do you handle these different things, especially where? You know, you've never experienced anything like that. Who do you talk to? Who do you go to? Mm-hmm. All these different things. Which direction? What do we have to do? You know, let's do it now. Why wait till later? Because we want to make the decisions and not the court. Yeah, and that's why we're putting together this team of people, and that, again, is going to be April 4th, and um, I will get the website up um, pretty soon. It will be addressingyourfuture.com, but that's going to be the name of the workshop, just Addressing Your Future. And It'll be on your website? Um, yes, we'll make sure that we get it out there, and you listen on Tuesday nights as well for my radio show, so uh, we'll make sure that we get, we will promote it, promote it. I will send you an invitation in the mail. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> only you, Tom. You're the only one that gets the invitation in the mail. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thanks, you guys Tom. have a great weekend. You too. Have Good a good day. To you. Bye, Tom. Bye-bye now. So, actually, one of the things I wanted to chat with you guys about this morning is, um, mm-hmm. this, you know, I speak with a lot of clients about, um, you know, whether, so for regarding aging parents mm-hmm. um, or aging family member, it doesn't have to be a parent, mm-hmm. and if someone goes, let's say it's a single aging parent and, and you know, they go into a nursing home or an assisted living, are you generally seeing sale of the home after they pass or while they're in mm. an assisted living or a nursing home? Like, what is, what's your experience in that regard? I, I, I think probably most often I see sale of the home after a parent passes and not while someone is Mm. um, in another place. But I didn't know if you're seeing anything different in what the trends are. I would say that I would probably see that. And I guess it really does matter if um, how savvy the children are too. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times I've seen people who are just like, they don't want to upset their parents by letting their parents know that they're selling the house beforehand. So, uh, yeah, and, and it's yeah. it's a different situation for everybody. I've really had both, um, you know, somebody that I worked for um, in Pembroke, you know, the dad had passed away. The mom stayed in the house a couple more years. Then she went over to Proprietors Hill here in Marshfield mm-hmm. and I sold, you know, the family home. Um, and it is it was hard for the mother like that was a big a big thing for yeah. the mother so it's almost yeah. like you know what I mean you want to make sure that you're taking the proper steps to make sure that that's going to be emotional it was like that's where when the husband was there you know that's where they raised their family yeah, yeah. Oh, and there are tax reasons also to hold it until mom or dad passes so yeah. because if you know oftentimes unless it's into unless it's in a certain type of trust that's out of the estate the kids would get a step up in cost basis and wouldn't have the tax implications of selling that that mm-hmm. the parents would that they would during the parents' lifetime, but that depends on ownership and some other things. But I so I that's probably a large reason because if mom or dad were in the home for 30, 40 years, then there's probably a significant mm-hmm. gain on it. You oh know, yeah, based on real estate appreciation in this area of the world. So mm-hmm. um, I just didn't know if you saw yeah. anything different. I mean, I guess once in a while I see a sale um, during during life when mom or dad are in a, an assisted living or nursing home but it's not all that frequent mm-hmm. yeah but I'm just trying to think of some of the other ones I'd say yeah. the majority is after everybody has deceased yeah um, I just actually was referred to somebody down in Weymouth uh, just last year and um, you know dad was I think his dad was like 94 95 or something yeah. and you know six children actually oddly and because um, that's how old Papa is 95 right now um, and we you know after he deceased is when they sold it 
Yeah. So that's probably the most common. Yeah. But those are the well, questions people ask me a lot. And like yeah. you answer, like you have a better um, understanding of that aspect of things because you're dealing with people's money. I'm not really dealing with that part of the finances. Right. So uh, people will ask me that question a lot, but that's one of the things that sort of prompted me to want to do, uh, you know, this new workshop addressing your future because yeah, you can answer that question and we can get right. people there to help. Right. Um, what about... I, so I don't, when I get into situations where, let's talk about when someone passes away, like let's mm-hmm. say it's mom or dad passes away and there's three, four, five, six kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what are the experience, what in your experience, what are they, um, how amicable are things when they go to sell the house? I mean, you know, maybe just yeah. advice you have from a real mm-hmm. estate point of view regarding um, selling the home. Mm-hmm. You know, generally speaking, it's one of the kids that is personal representative of the yep. estate and mm-hmm. making the decisions, and that can cause tension within the family. And I certainly see a lot of that after someone yeah. passes um, yep. on my end. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm working with the person who is the executor of the estate, you know, then mm-hmm. then I have all the information and I can help that person mm-hmm. plan and, and give advice regarding um, division mm-hmm. of assets to the family. But sometimes I'm working with someone who's not the, the representative of the estate, mm-hmm. doesn't have all the information, is sort of left in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that other family member is not communicating with the whole family. I mean, I kind of think communication is key. Oh, it's huge. And there seems to be a lack of it in many yep. situations. I just don't know yeah. what you see on your end. Well, yeah, and every family has has stuff, you know? So um, I get called into a lot of these. I get called into a lot of uh, divorce situations too. And um, I just think because I can stay very level-headed through the process and keep it to the real estate, I think that that helps the entire family because yeah. I'm not not there to pass judgment on why someone's getting divorced or why brothers are not talking. I'm there to do what they asked me to do. But I did have one recently uh, that just closed at the end of last year and one of the brothers didn't talk to the representative. Like they were not on talking terms. Yeah, yeah. But he was very much involved with cleaning out the house and getting things done and um yeah, I love one of the things that your dad always says on the show is, you know, he if you Google it, it must be right because you saw it on the internet <laughs> type thing, right? <laughs> so, um, so he had he he had all these ideas and suggestions of things that he wanted to do to the house, and I and he would say them to me. Well, this is what I think we're going to do. Oh, the person who's not in control, not of the estate. in control yeah. of the estate. And I was yeah. and I would say to him, you know, I really don't think that that's necessary, and you know, here are my reasons why. But I'm happy to talk to your brother about that. So I would call the brother and I would be a little more frank with him. I was like, listen, your brother has this idea. He probably read about it on Google. It's not accurate. (laughs) But I'm not going to make the brother feel that way because then he's going to feel like I'm against him. Right. 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 So I try to make him feel as comfortable as I can, even though his ideas may not be that great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, because, you know, one of the things I'll even... Well, sometimes you have to tell somebody the hard truth, right? Because it's in their best interest. Yeah. Well, it is in their best interest. I mean, it's an estate sale. It's all an inheritance. The house is completely paid off for and you want to paint the entire interior of the house and recarpet it. Not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Y- y- it just wasn't necessary. 
All right, let's. That leads into my favorite game that I love to play with you okay. every time you're in the show, which yep. I'm going to call "Spend It or Not." Okay. I don't think I came up with that cute little name Mm-mm. for the game before, but Mm-mm. we've played this game before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what I want to do is kind of touch on some different things that I hear people want to do to their home in advance of yeah. a sale, mm-hmm. and I'm always kind of like, uh, "Slow down, make sure you call a realtor before you're spending mm-hmm. X thousands of dollars listing your home because you don't always get it back." And yeah. then, from what I understand, you probably frequently don't get it back um <coughs> excuse me especially so, timing of when you're going to sell so, uh so it, what do you so, mean by that okay so if you're going to sell your house in 10 years well maybe it makes sense oh to sure because you're going to enjoy it sure but sure. if you're selling next month well probably not there's a difference between improvements that you make on your home for lifestyle reasons and yep. for enjoyment of your property yep. and your life and mm-hmm. then and there's a clear difference between that and doing something just purely to sell it and, and achieve a better price mm-hmm. or actually someone ex- explained to me earlier uh, last week or the week before we had this exact conversation. I'm going to be selling my house within the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. I want to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And she even said, I know I'm probably not going to get my money back, but this is about my pride. Yep. And I'm going to have mm-hmm. dozens of people walk through my home, and this is mm-hmm. my home, and it's my pride, and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a lot of money, the things she were she mm-hmm. was thinking about. And that's a perfectly fine reason. It's your yep. money, and and I you know I can completely respect that. Selling your home is very emotional. Mm-hmm. And and you never you know I you know people always think probably think maybe it's worth than more than it is or yeah. maybe that's market dependent too but um <laughs> so let's play my favorite game okay spend it or not okay well maybe we'll run late on the nine o'clock break okay <laughs> so th- I'll use I'll you just use some examples that I've that I've heard mm-hmm. um, people mention to me so you want to play Mark you're gonna play this I'm game listening. you yeah. have to put this up okay so know. one example uh, like this. One situation is... Hands on buzzers. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever raises their hand first gets the answer. Okay. Um, Cape-style home, Mm -hmm. renovated bathrooms, Mm -hmm. kitchen not renovated, Mm -hmm. wants to just put new flooring in the kitchen Mm -hmm. because the existing flooring is, is dirty and might not show well in this person's opinion. How dirty? Can it be cleaned? Well... <laughs> uh, clean so, it presuma- first. Presuma- <laughs> presumably no. Presumably not. <laughs> so my first thing is, is it a plywood floor? <laughs> can you clean it? <laughs> let's assume it's like let's assume it's like a linoleum that's okay. just co- color uh, discolored at this point. Oh, you know, just that, like outdated. Yellows outdated. Are, yeah, outdated. Outdated style. Looks, looks brownish, yellowish. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see the floor. <laughs> no, but people <laughs> ask me that question because they have an older style linoleum, right? Okay. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so spend it or well, not? I mean, if the if it's yellowing and the edges are all starting to roll up and so forth, I'm going to probably say, yeah, you, okay. you, uh, linoleum's pretty short money. Yeah. I would say. To just layer something over it without spending spend it. thousands. <gasps> spend it. All right. I would say spend it in that situation if you're just going to replace it with linoleum. Like just because some of the linoleums right now are very, very nice. Yeah. But if the rest of the house is all done and that's just the one thing. Here's one thing I know and I know for sure. And when I go through people's homes, I just did this yesterday. I did an analysis for somebody. I walk through your home as a buyer's agent because buyers are looking for what's wrong, not for what's right. Mm-hmm. So in some instances, people want to fix things. And I was like, don't bother because as soon as you fix that, they're going to notice this. But mm. you said in your situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that everything is basically all done. It's just this one situation. Except, But the kitchen wasn't done. So okay. I kind of had the conversation, well, 
whoever buys it is going to rip out the kitchen probably anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and Talking like yellow and green appliances back from the 60s? <laughs> or? I don't know. Well, we call those know. sage now anyways, the, uh, the green, you know. It's harvest gold, gold harvest and gold. avocado. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't see the property. Yeah. I didn't drive to her house. Well, that's the out, thing but, too, though, is... But cheap flooring is pretty cheap and actually some of that like yeah. flooring that you stick down yourself is made to look like tile and would actually yeah. probably show pretty nicely. And this so, is one yeah. of the things that you should say is I don't think that you should really make that decision on your own based on that. Have somebody come in. I mean, I've done it before. You know, We have mm-hmm. a mutual client and mm-hmm. I went to his house and he was going to um, make his kitchen smaller to put a first floor. Um, he had a first floor mm-hmm. half bath and wanted to add a shower and tub. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why would you do that? And he's like, well, I thought maybe you know, somebody might want a first floor bedroom, you know, people who are older might want a first floor mm-hmm. bedroom and then have a full bathroom. I go, well, that's who you are and that's why you're leaving. Right. <laughs> right? right. And so, most people don't want a smaller kitchen these days. Yeah. Most people want to open up the kitchen. They, and they don't it, yeah. want the four bedrooms upstairs because they have one bedroom downstairs, right? right? right, right. I was like, yeah, don't do that. Right, right. You know, so, but I would say, yeah. Okay, so in that case, do that. But you can do Cheaply things, doing the floor, yeah. spend it. Okay. And you can do things in the kitchen too. Sometimes you have older cabinets cabinets that sometimes those can be painted and they look nice. I mean, yeah. don't paint them yourself if you don't think that you could do a good job, but there are companies <laughs> out there that do it inexpensively. Yeah. You know, if you um, have nice solid wood cabinets, why not? Yeah. yeah. And it's very easy to say the house is priced according to the condition it's in. And like right now I have a listing that's going to be coming on and the bathrooms are older. Mm-hmm. So it does, it has those colors, you know, the older colors. And I just suggested just changing things out, like, you know, put in white towels, a white, um, what is that a shower, shower carton. carton you know doing things like that because mm. I'd rather very clean avocado green or harvest gold over nasty dirty white <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> right? that's true so it isn't that nobody wants true. anything nasty dirty so yeah it isn't the that, color yeah there's yeah. nothing wrong with it but I also had a client who just um, had the brown tile that was the thing that they used to do like the you know oh, two, yeah, the like four the by square, four tile the square. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, all around she just had it reglazed I, I don't oh. I don't know how much it cost maybe a thousand bucks or something had it all reglazed to white it looks beautiful oh okay I didn't even know you could do that yep alright let's play spend it or not again ready yeah Let's say um, older. <laughs> you got your hands on your buzzer. I got my hands on my buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's say um, family feud. Home. <laughs> let's say home. Older home, not not very updated. Okay. Um, hasn't been painted on the interior in a long time. Mm-hmm. Painting the interior walls to like a like a trendier, more modern color. Let's say gray. Mm-hmm. I would not say gray. Oh, is that not trendy or modern? It is trendy. That's exactly what it is. It's trendy and modern. But isn't that one of those colors that'll be... Awesome not forever. forever. Oh. No, I would do something more neutral. Like I always suggest, like a Manchester, Manchester tan. Um, oh, I don't it, know it, what that it, is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's almost like a lighter, whiter. Like it's it's white, but with certain things, it could go gray or it could go tans. Okay, you know. Um, so I'd say don't do anything trendy. Okay. Just do something very basic. And if you're going to do something like that, you want to do... So there was a fad in the 90s, right? Every carpet in every bedroom was a different color, like mauve or blue. So the same thing with the walls. Uh-huh. But I say paint all of that because what that does is it makes it everything look bigger and it feels like, you know, everybody wants that, um, especially think about like a first floor. Everyone wants that like sort of open concept. Yeah. Um, even if you don't have that opportunity to do that, when you have different rooms, different colors, it makes everything feel a little more boxy. 
Hmm. It doesn't yeah. have a natural yeah. flow as you're going from room to room. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I say paint it, especially, you know, a lot of houses have, you know, smokers, you know, people who used to smoke. People do not like that. Um, people who have pets that weren't taking care, you know what I mean? Like sometimes that's held in, in the walls. And I say, take yeah. down all your curtains and make sure those are being washed too if you have odors. Okay. So interior paint, spend it. Mm-hmm, I would. Especially if there's maybe darker colors on the wall or if it's showing yeah. dirt or anything yeah. like that. And that's, okay. it really is an expense, but you know, it really, again, like an attorney would say, it really does depend. If you don't have the money to do it, then don't worry about it. Just price the house according to what the condition is and you have that scale of where the value of the house okay. is. Just go on the lower end of the scale. How about, how about... Or give a concession, sorry. Okay. How about an updated four-bedroom colonial with a 24-year-old roof that looks dirty and mossy from trees overhanging. No, you call um, Instabright, which is a WATD. Um, they do the commercials here. That's how I found them. Yeah. If it isn't leaking, don't worry about it. Okay. It's working. So don't. The, I wouldn't. price. The, the, hey, the roof is older. I know. We price the house according to the condition that it's in. Okay. It's not leaking. I am not a fan or an advocate of replacing something that is perfectly fine and working. Okay. Roofs, you can get 40 years out of roofs. You know, I mean. Can you? Yeah. All depends what the shingles it are. It matters uh, what the shingles are, but okay. you, yeah, you absolutely can. And, you know, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Okay. What if it's a leaky roof? What if it's a 30-year-old leaky roof with mossy? Yeah. I just don't like I mossy But you can get that me, off. But you can, uh, we have some moss on one one part of our roof. I actually didn't know that. You can call, just Yeah, call Instabright. They actually should, do a good job. I should have called Mark and asked him, can yeah. I clean my roof? <laughs> well, don't do it yourself. Yeah. Because, right. And then curd up there with the yeah, hose. <laughs> yeah. Our no. roof is like so steep, too. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, though, that you have to be careful of is there are a lot of companies out there that say, hey, we, you know, we clean out gutters and we do like roofs, you know, but they're just up there with a power washer. They're going to damage your shingles. So, yeah. again, I don't work for Instabright. Right? They did a good job for us, but they have a chemical that they spray on that moss, and then over time oh. it just falls off oh, and okay. does its natural thing. You don't want to, you know, don't don't power wash it. Okay. If someone tells you they want to power wash it, you're going to lose your shingles. Yes, okay. they're going to damage the shingles. All right, let's play one more before. So okay. that one is don't spend it on the roof. No, one more. Well, if it's leaking, if it's unless leaking, it's, unless it's yeah. leaking, yeah. unless it's leaking. Well, and one okay. of the things to think about too is with the roofs, go into your attic. And um, I recently went to a house that I, I was doing analysis for that I'll be putting the house on the market, and it's a walk-up attic, so it was really easy for me to get up there. And I looked up, and I was like, um, "You have mold." And they're like, "Oh no, that's just a dark. You know, it's just stained." And I was like, <laughs> "It's just dark black wood." Yeah. <laughs> well, and we just got some. We got black wood. Yeah. Well, that's what it sort of looked yeah. like. It looks yeah. like it was just like stained or something like that and I was like no I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not a mold expert but I know a mold expert so I took a picture of it and I sent it to him and I was like hey does this look like mold to you and he's like 100% yes uh-huh. so what was nice though is I do I've been in this business a long time I know a lot of people in the industry I was like any chance that you can get over here today to just take a look at this and he was there within two hours he's like oddly I'm going to be in that area later this afternoon I'll, I'll swing in Okay. And he was able to, and cool. it was mold. So we just get it remediated. Yeah, yeah. All right, last last game, last situation, spend it or not. Okay. Um, I don't know, older ranch style home, maybe not updated on the inside, but with some serious landscaping issues on the exterior, like, like bushes real close to the house, really overgrown. Mm-hmm. Maybe the grass is real patchy. Um, 
Well, so I guess just a situation where there's really no landscaping and not much curb appeal. Mm-hmm. So spending, let's say, three, $4,000 on landscaping mm-hmm. for curb appeal. Hmm. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for your answer. Well, I'm, I'm I know just thinking if, it's, if, if everything's real overgrown up against the house, once mm-hmm. you cut that down, now you're getting into painting because I'm guessing that mm-hmm. all the wood behind the bushes that are up close to the uh, house. Or yeah, but your house? I still have a picture of what was under uh, your house. Which so house? That, my, that, that's my a current tough house? Yeah. yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, he found? Termites? Yeah. We had termites. Yeah, we had to have it treated. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember that. Yeah. So that, that's going to be like the snowball effect. Yeah. Me. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm maybe a, just walk I'm away. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> As is. Walk away. Okay, don't. So don't. I'm not a landscaper. Yeah. Well, one of the things, too, is you shouldn't have your bushes up against your house for the very reason what happened at yours. I mean, Steve Cook, Imperial Inspection, he found termites there. I have a picture of him holding termites in his hand. Oh, you do? I do. Maybe I blocked that out of my memory. I don't even know if you were at the home inspection were you? Uh, Kirk I, was. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so that's why you shouldn't have your bushes. I mean, you should, this is regular maintenance type stuff that you should be doing all the time anyways, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, trim back your bushes. I mean, that's something easy enough for people to do. To spend the money, if you have it, spend it. If you don't, don't. Curb appeal is huge, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm you've heard you know, of... If it gets to that situation, you probably don't have it because you don't have the money yeah. to maintain so, it. True. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, true. too. True, mm-hmm. But you're right. It could be the snowball effect where you it looks worse when you trim them back because yeah. the paint is like different colors yeah. or chipping. I didn't know my house or... was that color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that the original color? <laughs> oh, okay. But, you know, the other thing, yeah. too, is you just want to make sure, you know, with those bushes and stuff, make sure that if they're overgrown into the pathway and things like that, or if you have, you know, um, bricks, a brick walkway or stairs that are crumbly you you want to make sure that you're taking care of those things just because yeah. people are going to be coming onto your property and you don't want anyone to get hurt while they're there true so right. those I things you want to look for yeah um, okay let's take a quick break I'm mm-hmm. talking with Sharon McNamara and Mark McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate and McNamara Plumbing I'm mm-hmm. Alyssa McNamara-Reed there's all these McNamaras in the studio this morning <laughs> of McNamara three McNamaras Financial. no waiting that's right <laughs> um, if anyone has questions for us we're talking about real estate we're going to talk about preparing your house for the spring market after the break 781-837-4900 is the call in number I did get the text in number working you can text questions to 781 781- Seven seven five zero one one six, or you can check us out on Facebook Live, uh, Boston Connects webpage yes. and message. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The South Shore's breaking news, weather, and traffic station: WATD FM Marshfield, WATD Brockton. Did you know that there are almost ten thousand mutual funds out there? Not to mention almost two thousand ETFs. And what's an ETF? Given these overwhelming numbers, how do you go about selecting what's appropriate? Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. If you're ready to let a professional worry about your investments, visit us at McNamaraFinancial.com. You own a business or you're running a nonprofit or a municipality and you just might be somewhat overwhelmed with all the changes in state health care law, federal mandates, rules governing retirement, employee benefits, for instance, Do your employees understand the value and costs of their current benefits? Oh, and by the way, what about tomorrow's changes in state and federal policy? Keeping up is a full-time job. You have better things to do. Gallagher Benefits of Boston and Quincy are benefits experts. To be somewhat formal, Gallagher Benefits offers strategic consulting that assists employers in providing wellness and health promotion programs and offers advisory services to provide insight, 
understanding, and answers. Let Gallagher handle the headaches. Visit the web at AJG.com. Leave the aspirin on the shelf. AJG.com. Market turbulence can cause panic, and you might be wondering if your investments are allocated properly. I'm Kirk Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Let me help you understand your investment strategy and ensure that it is suitable for you. Then you can turn off the financial news and move on with your life. This is 95.9 WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts, the South Shores radio station. You are listening to McNamara on Money. Please give us a call at 781-837-4900 with your questions or comments. Okay, Alyssa, let's get back to business. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. And this morning, real estate talk radio also. Then I should, mm-hmm. um, my guests this morning are with Boston Connect Real Estate, and right headquartered in Pembroke, but with also mm-hmm. an office in East, East Bridgewater? Um, Bridgewater. I'm oh, sorry, Bridgewater. Yeah, Bridgewater. Um, Sharon McNamara and Mark McNamara of Boston Connect. Thank you very much for being here. Um, mm-hmm. You also have talk real estate on Tuesday nights, correct? Yeah. At six? six uh, okay. Yeah, we come on about 6.15, right after the news on Tuesday evenings. That's with my broker team from Boston Connect Real Estate. So it's myself, Mary... Baker and Melissa Wallace. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, just quick announcements, which I have to find. Mary Beth Pro is so good about um, preparing those for me, and I didn't open them. Um, we do McNamara on Money is now also on Sunday mornings between seven thirty and nine thirty. Did you know that? We now have a Sunday morning time slot. Oh, no. 7.30 to 9.30 right here on WATD. Um, We don't yet record live on Saturday and Sunday, so we have been replaying the show from the week prior. So Hmm. um, it's, it's a... Right now, the Sunday shows are rebroadcasted, but there might be times when it is live, seven thirty a.m. to nine thirty a.m. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was new as a, that was effective as of the first of the year. Um, so you can tune in. So again, we won't be live, but I think there will be times in the spring where I will be live on Sundays because Saturdays I coach soccer, so it will uh, be yeah. easier for me to record live on a Sunday and, yeah. and then. Um, yeah. Um, next week's show, Saturday, February 23rd, is estate planning. How will your assets be preserved, protected, managed, and distributed after your death? We were just having this yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, our guest, elder law attorney Gerald T. Murphy, Jerry Murphy, out of Weymouth, I believe, will be Mike's special guest, and together they will explain the importance of estate planning. So that's next Saturday, and that show will be live. Mm-hmm. And then the following Saturday, March 2nd, is all about mortgages. I'm going to have guest Jeremy Devaney of Fairway Independent Mortgage, and we're going to talk about mortgages and all their beauty and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all things surrounding mortgages. I haven't put my outline together yet, but yep. it will be great. Jeremy's a great guest. Mm-hmm. We've had him on before. Nice. Um, I wanted to play, I wanted to get a, preparing your house for the spring market because we keep talking about getting to that, but I wanted to play one more spend it or not. Game. Okay. I thought of one well, yep. during the break. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm excited, by the way, for your Sunday show, but when I'm waiting for you guys to give up this eight to nine slot so oh. I can have that, okay? <laughs> well, we already established that I'm younger than you, so it might not yeah, happen. I know, I know. Um, all right, so one more spend it or not. Yep. Um, regarding a kitchen, let's mm-hmm. assume the house is fairly updated. Yeah. The kitchen has, let's say, nice hardwood cabinets. Maybe they were painted white. Maybe they look really nice. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily need to be replaced. But let's say the countertops are an outdated material, mm-hmm. which would be, laminate. I don't know, laminate or let like square, four by four tile. I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty dated. I, 
Yeah. Um, so, and someone's preparing to list their house. Mm-hmm. So granite countertops, that's it. Okay. No cabinets or anything, just granite countertops, given the countertops outdated, spend it or not. Are we in a four-bedroom colonial or are we in a, like a two-bedroom ranch? Oh, jeez. He has good questions. Yeah, I know, I know. Mm. Um, two-bedroom ranch. Nope. Nope. Four-bedroom colonial. I would say yes. Yeah. Okay. If no, you have the I money. Would, I would think that it would be the opposite because someone in a four-bedroom colonial might redo the, that kitchen with older cabinets painted. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. No. I mean, it, it really does matter what it looks like. I mean, I'm a big advocate of if it isn't broken, don't fix it. It is what it is. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I remember one house that I had listed and it had like honeycombed style tile from the 80s. It was perfectly clean. You could have literally eaten off this floor. And that's what everybody kept on saying, you know, when they were coming in. And yeah. I was like, that's one thing is some people can't, people can't get over anything. Eventually somebody did, but I, I still wouldn't have told them to change it. I just didn't think that it was worth changing it. Yeah. It, it's still good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, but if it has a big burn mark on it because you put a pan on it and it was laminate, right. yeah, then replace it. I mean, okay. it just looks trashy. You okay. know what people do though, when you go to home inspections, if you have a... Um, uh, like if you go into somebody's house and they have like a bunch of papers all over it or if they have like a like a something a cloth or something like a what do they call those placemat yeah yeah make sure a you doily move, yeah a doily <laughs> yeah a doily yeah. move those because that's what people some people will do is they try to hide things like that like burn uh, marks and stuff underneath yeah oh I see wouldn't what you're it depend on the market but, also though yeah I guess so I mean if it's a buyer's market or a seller's market and yeah. so forth mm-hmm. I mean if so it's if it's a, a seller's market don't worry about it yeah, yeah. your house gonna is going to sell it. anyway yeah. mm-hmm. if it's a buyer's market you have to be more competitive you have to mm-hmm. your house has to be more well more competitive yeah. with the rest and yeah, it okay. really does come Fair down enough. to yeah. like if you have the money to do it do it but uh, like Mark said earlier it, chances are if you had it you would have Fair enough. Right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, we have a caller. We're going to go to Chris from, we don't know, because he's in his truck. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, Hi, thing. Chris. Good thanks. What can we do for you? I, I just had a, uh, I'm just going to list them off real quick because they just keep popping into my head and I've been thinking about um, trying to sell my house. Okay. I'm going to start with the ugliest first is my backyard's kind of, uh, I have two dogs. Mm-hmm. Backyard's kind of muddy. It's well, it's a lot muddy actually. So every time it <laughs> rains, it's a nightmare. Well, it's that time um, of year too. Oh, is this? We're gonna play spend it or not with Chris? Yeah, real uh-huh. situation. Okay, okay. Right. Muddy backyard. Okay. So, like, in, like in the spring, should I think about the the only quick fix would be to uh, get the uh, the sod. Mm-hmm. Um, my my other question would be. Um, I have clapboards underneath my shingles, and the shingles are pretty old. Would I should I do something with the clapboards? And the shingles, or just leave it as is, or I'm not really in a position to reshingle. The, the front of the house is fairly new, but um, I, I'm just not sure what to do about the older. They're 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 bad shingles over the clapboard. Should I rip the clapboards off and the shingles, or should I just leave it? Well, what and condition? I have a little bit iffy paint inside the house. Like it's a yellowish color. Should I just repaint it? And I was thinking of maybe redoing the floors because the floors are. I mean, I could do it myself. This is all stuff I would do myself, and oh, it's mm-hmm. just kind of stuff that I was just trying to think of where I've been told maybe to do before, but I just wanted to get somebody else's opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Like um, I, I could do the floors myself in a weekend. It would be a huge inconvenience for everyone in the house, but too bad. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Well, you could take them away for the weekend <laughs> or something. <laughs> somebody else could take them yeah, away because he's going to be at home. Yeah, it might be, actually, uh, it might be actually pleasant for you. Get everybody else out of the house. What kind of floors are you thinking you would do? Are they wood? Is that relevant? No, they just, I would just re-sand and re-sand and, oh. and, uh, and do them over. Yeah. Re redone floors look amazing mm -hmm. in pictures and yeah. also in person. I'm not the realtor, though, but go mm -hmm. ahead, Sharon, Mark. Yeah. So um, I would say with the floors, I mean, it really does depend on how bad they are and what style house you have. So I recently had an antique home and there were uh, wide pine floors and some scratches on it from, you know, where the dogs, the dog was, you know, came around the corner. <laughs> I told them not to do it because I felt like that actually told the story of the house. It was an antique old pine you could picture the kids coming around the corner for lunch you know so I said don't bother and it really did give it character mm. right mm -hmm. but if you're talking about you know the one inch you know oak floors that you know um, if you feel it that's a big project I mean how many what, what style house do you have Chris um I don't know what you would call it <laughs> okay. I'm not exactly sure but you walk in and basically the kitchen's to the left the okay. living room and dining room's right in there you're like standing right in the middle of everything. One so, floor I mean, or two floors? It's two floors, but okay. uh, Maybe I mean, it's, I, I, I did it when I first moved in and, yeah. you know, I, I got it done on a weekend. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the difference too is it, it, that is one of those things It really does depend. I mean, are they all scratched up? Are they just like not bright anymore? What is the situation? Uh, no, they, they definitely, they're horrible. Horrible. I, I just know that yeah. Yep. Well, if they're horrible, this is one thing I know for sure, and I said this earlier, I don't know if you were listening, buyers are looking for what's wrong, not for what's right. So if that's right. when people walk in the door and that's the first thing they see, and the other thing is, is buyers do everything in an increment of a thousand. So if you feel as if you could get that done for, let's say a thousand dollars, a buyer is going to say it's going to cost me five. So... Right. It, you might as well do that if you can. I mean, one thing is, this is a good opportunity if you are thinking about selling, because one thing is, I'm also a certified staging professional too, so you're planning on moving. I don't know if you're moving to another house or what you're uh, out of state or what your plans are, but maybe rent a pod and get all that furniture into the pod um, so you can sand the floors, because you're gonna have to get everything out because that makes a mess, right? Yep. Yeah, so, and but it's a good time to purge. So you get your piles, right? What I'm going to keep, what I'm going to donate, what I'm going to trash. And then you could do that for the weekend, which would be nice. Then when you're putting everything back into the house, everything has a place. And it's minimalistic too. Exactly. You don't have to put everything right. back in. Yeah. yeah. So spend it on the floors. What about mm -hmm. what about the backyard? Um, the yeah, ba what do I do with it? The back, back it's just is it's a nightmare. Is it like a big is it like a is a family yeah. gonna buy this house? Is it like a big backyard where you can have no, a big swing not. set or it's like a, the lot is five thousand square feet. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So small. So it seems like it's pretty not small. Anything. But I think yeah. when are you thinking about coming on the market? Uh, not until I fix it up, maybe in the late spring. Okay. So I mean I think that even in it out, like raking it out and, and doing that type of stuff. Is that what you were going to say, Mark, too? Yeah, if, can you get the dogs off it for a while to see if it Poop, can... Pooper scoop? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah. You know, maybe the grass will just at least grow back so it's oh, put some green. seed down. Can you yeah. just put some seed down and, and the rain can take care of it and maybe in several weeks later it looks nicer? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, because sod is expensive, isn't it? I don't Sod's know. Yeah, but you're talking about a pretty small area. Yeah, right, but it's right? still so, expensive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if it's a small area, I would test it with the grass. And I would say yeah. if it comes up, you know, with the grass seed, 
you know, if the, if the question comes up, then you say the house is priced according to the condition it's in. At least you've given it a, a shot. And if somebody is that adamant that they don't want to buy it, I feel like someone isn't going to buy it because it, if it looks a wreck, like the dog, I'm picturing like dog prints and like, you know what I mean? Like they dug yeah. holes in the back, yeah. like muddy holes and stuff like that. Is that the, yeah. the condition really patchy your ass? I would rake exactly. it all out. Yeah. 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 I'd definitely rake it out, just yeah. throw some seed down because yeah. I mean you can't put sod down and then what let the dogs back out on it right. again. Especially if you got female right. dogs, right. it's gonna be ruined again in another week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Female, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah that's, the dogs awful. Really? Yeah, yeah, female dog they stain. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Gosh, it's well, what about the shingles and the clapboards on the side? Okay. So, they even bother with that? That's uh, a big project, too. Yeah, that's a big project. So le- I'd like to know, so when you're talking, Mark, help me, clapboard well, is like the stuff we have on the front of our house? Yeah, we have clapboard in the front and shingles on the side. So you got you got actual clapboard and then shingles over the clapboard? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I bought it. I mean, it's <laughs> so. The clapboards are pretty old, so I mean. So, so you'd have to replace the clapboards if you put the time I, At the time I bought it, I didn't care. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just rip it all down someday and I'll redo it. Uh, someday. Yeah, I got like that someday. I've been waiting many, for a garage for 26 how many, some days. Yeah, how many years ago was that? 26 Chris? years. That, I mean, how bad are the shingles? <laughs> Uh, they're bad. They need to be done. Put that. I, I know they How need bad to be is the clapboard? Well, I'm, I'm guessing the clapboard was bad because the shingles be covered it before. Yeah, it's going to be. Shingles, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be have a, a million nail holes or yeah. staple holes in it. Yeah. So you might be better yeah. off if, if you do decide to go that route. Maybe just put up some vinyl. I was going to say that. Maybe some vinyl. I mean, Vinyl's have you looked at a price for that? Is that. No, ins- I, have, I haven't done that. No, I didn't even think of that. Because, yeah, you know, a lot of people like vinyl right now. Sorry, Mac, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but people like vinyl because of easy maintenance. You know what I mean? You can just wash it down yeah. and things like that. So maybe that's more of an affordable approach. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. And or, they, they, they'd probably just leave the clapboard and pull the shingle so you wouldn't have to be stripping everything because they do a lot of vinyl. They, they'll go over existing. You can go over the existing clapboard yeah. with vinyl? Yeah. How old is the house? Uh, 50... <laughs> 50 something years Chris I just have this urge to go out and hang out and have a beer with you I don't know what it is you just (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know it's um, the thing that I'm concerned about is do you know if the clad like was it re-shingled because of the condition it was in or do you have a chance that you have some lead paint under there oh no they're green clapboards underneath there okay that I I know okay everything about the house is just (laughs) <laughs> completely ass backwards so uh, <laughs> it sounds charming Chris you're trying to sell it one day it. yeah <laughs> don't don't give out your address yeah yet. don't give out your address you're trying to sell this one day so um, okay so yeah. and the last question the last one Chris mentioned was in his interior paint he oh, said it was yellowing yeah. in spots right Mm-hmm. It's I mean, not yellowing. It's just it's yellow. Oh, it paint. is I yellow. Just, oh. It's, it's, oh. It's, it's, should I brush? Should I touch it? I mean, it doesn't look bad, but it's, I was just wondering if I should even bother just trying to touch well, it. Well, it matters. Is it sunshine yellow? Is it pale yellow? Is it fluorescent yellow? What color yellow? It, no, no, no. It's uh, well, my daughter picked it out, so it's a nice color, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it's your just... daughter in kindergarten, or is your daughter older? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's probably <laughs> like a butter, <laughs> butter okay. yellow. Is butter, that like butter, butter, butter yellow? Butter okay. yellow. Like a soft <laughs> buttery it, it, yellow. It came on. It, it, it did came out, come out pretty nice. So. Okay. Oh, it came, okay. If it came out nice, yeah. if you like it, then I would just stick with it. Then and again, it yeah. I don't know if you're already working with a real estate agent. If not, um, I would be happy. These are the things that we do. My team and I, we go out and we say, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. So I went into someone's house yesterday and the kid's room is like a bright teal color. My suggestion to her was not to paint it because... Yeah. To me, it's just it, it's the price range that this house is going to be in, anyways. There were other things that I would have rather seen her do. So, oh, bring it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, my daughter, she uh, put an octopus on her wall. She painted one. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's charming. Actually, is it yeah. a good? Did she do it's a good terrific. job? It's really big. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. You know, and if a family buys that house, the kid might love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, or kids like to pick out their own color. How, what, they like to pick out their own color for their room anyway, so well, it might not be worth your money to mm -hmm. paint a kid's room. Anyway. That was exactly what yeah. I told her yesterday. Oh. I said, you know, people, you know, in a certain demographic, they're excited about doing that type of stuff. They think it's romantic yeah. when they first get married. That oh, and we can paint the rooms and blah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize Everybody how much likes work to put their own touch on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So very good question. So did we lose Chris? No, no, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. okay. Any, Chris, any other questions? You've been a great caller. Thank uh, you. No, that's it. No, that's, okay. that, that, that's about it. I was just trying to figure out what I was going to, what I'm uh, going to be looking forward to in the, in the near future. It sounds like so. you'll be pretty busy the mm -hmm. next several weekends, but yeah. it's good for you for being able to do it all. I mean, that's yeah. huge right there. You don't have well, to... I, I, yeah. yeah, I really don't have the money to do it, so I'm going to have to kind of just... I'm just going to wing it and see what happens. Well, and that's the thing, Chris. In some instances, this is what I've been saying, is you don't have to. Just price the house according to the condition that it's in. You know what I mean? Right, well, that's what I've been told that, too, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it is what it is, and somebody will come and, you know... Well, of course, there are going to be people who are going to try to beat you up and, you know, for pricing, but you just stay firm to where you feel, you know, you and your agent feel that the price is accurate. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. And let them right. do it all. And don't you worry about it. And you can go right. away with the family <laughs> on the weekend instead Absolutely. of being home doing the right. floors. <laughs> right. Good, guys. All right. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate right. it, guys. Thank You're you. welcome, welcome, Chris. Good luck. Bye, Chris. Right, Have a good care. day. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that was fun. We got to play Spend It or Not yeah, with an I, actual... I yeah. liked him. I liked when you he actually laughed out loud when you when you asked him a question, Mark. I don't remember what it was, though, but that was funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> About the clapboards on... The shingles on top of the clapboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that. that yeah, why yeah. would somebody do that? Just because it was Easier. less work to well, rip it, off all the clapboards. You're basically mm -hmm. covering up something that's already there. And people do that with... Um, yeah. People do that with roofs. Like, they'll do two layers and stuff on the roof. Because it's cheaper than pulling yeah. off the old. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's the expense of taking it down yeah. and getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. And actually, two layers of roofing sounds like it would actually be a good idea. Is it um, not? Not until you need a third one. Yeah. Then it's all going to get stripped. Oh, because then, then it's weight. extra, extra work. Oh, mm -hmm. too much weight. Okay, too much weight okay. On the roof. Yep. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, he well, made me laugh. I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he just seem like... He was cool. And, yeah, I, and I totally guy. need him around my house, too. Like, he can do <laughs> all... He can just refinish the floors. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. No, I'm going to my house, too. I... I th that's one... Actually, refinished floors is one of the first things I notice when I look at pictures of real mm -hmm. estate. If you see that shiny, mm -hmm. you know, slightly darker color than that traditional yellow pine, if you mm -hmm. see floors finished... Um, in that way, it's very noticeable to me anyway. Mm -hmm. So if, if you know, because sort of, I, is it, am I correct that like a darker stain on a wood is a little bit more trendy, trendy right now? Mm -hmm. Maybe. And what, so maybe not a good idea long term, yeah. but as compared to the yellowish. Yeah. yeah, compared to the yellowish, which yeah. is like my house now, which actually looks orange to me. So yeah. I can't stand it. <laughs> um, oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mark will be busy soon doing that. I wouldn't know. I would literally know. I would just, when it's our time to do that, I will just get a pod and put everything in it and have somebody come in while we're gone for a week and just get it done. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, the other trend that's sort of coming back too is... Um, lighter, like a lighter, like the the natural color of the oak, not putting like that stain over it, oh, ha- having a sealant yeah. over clear. it. Yeah, 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 yeah just to clear. Oh, yeah, and that must really brighten up. Yeah, the it space looks if really it's a nice. Space. Yeah, and then some like my new construction that I have. Um, I'll give it a little plug. Copperwood Circle, um, open house today, ten to twelve. Melissa Wallace will be there too. That's off of Birch Street in Pembroke. That's the thirty-four lot subdivision I was oh, telling okay. you about. So the floors um, in one of our models were like that gray, which was very. It's you know it's very trendy yeah yeah i so. think it looks nice yeah but you're right maybe it's trendy and maybe one day it won't mm-hmm. i don't know if i told you but we we have those one inch pine floors throughout most of our first floor of our house yeah. and when we moved in we ended up we put a carpet in the sunken living room yeah and we shortly after put tile in the kitchen yeah um but the carpet in the living room just with three kids and several animals in the house like just didn't mm-hmm. last very long and so we recently ripped it up and um, I'll give a shout out to Boston Home and Office Flooring and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know or are aware mm-hmm. of them but they're um, the owner's name is Fergus Keene. He we had a great experience with him. He didn't even pay me to say this, but we had a great yep. experience with him. He was really good. He um, ripped up the carpet, and we had him put down a hardwood, like a slightly wa- a wider, wider hardwood, yep. sort of some variation in color, a little bit, you know, sort of brownish gray. Yeah. Um, and he was saying, well, you know, and I was mentioning, I really need to have my hardwood floor stained at some point when the kids are a little bit older. And mm-hmm. um, and he was saying, you know, I, I won't be able to perfectly match it, but I'll be able to stain it a little bit darker so that it coordinates yeah, well. Blends. So, but anyway, the floor looks really, really nice in the living room now. And um, But I started to get into this because when he was over, I just kind of mentioned to him, well, we have this carpet on the stairs as well. And it's looking really, you know, o- you know, kind of old and dirty. Can you get give me a quote for redoing the carpet on the stairs. And he went over with his little, you know, little knife and he cut like a little corner up. And don't you know, we have beautiful hardwood Hardwood under under. the stairs. That's awesome. Because when we bought the house... It was fully carpeted. The all the whole tread was carpeted and wrapped yep. around. Yeah. And when we originally we redid the carpet on the stairs as well, I wasn't home when they did it, and they never told me. Oh, by the way, you have oh, hardwood under my here. Goodness. They just did it. Yeah. And I didn't think to ask because I would just yeah. not think that way. And and Fergus was like, oh, you, but did you know that you have gorgeous, like, gleaming, shiny hardwood? Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, what that's What year amazing. was your house built again? 94 or 96, something, huh. something like that. So yeah. right now, with you know, the kids are getting older, but with the dogs and stuff, I was kind of like, okay, well, not right now, but I think I'm eventually just going to rip up the carpet on the stairs and yeah. um, have him, you know, I don't know, buff out the nail holes or whatever yeah. from the carpet. But uh-huh. that was a nice little surprise. That's great. That happens a lot don't... in some older homes too because there was a generation where they, you know, hardwood is what they put down for floors and then they would put carpet over it. So it's like they protected the hardwood floors all those years. Ah. Yeah. A good way to yeah. find out if a house has it or doesn't. I mean, first of all, ask your agent. But a lot of times when I'm going to people's homes, I'll just go into the closet. Sometimes the closets weren't carpeted. So I can oh, see the floor okay. in yeah, the carpet, yeah, yeah. or you yeah. can peel back a little piece and, and find out. Yeah, that's what he did. He just cut a tiny piece, and he tucked it right back in, and you yeah. would never know, but it was it was a nice surprise. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Because so those are very expensive to do. Hardwood. Like, to do hardwood on stairs is expensive. Well, he was saying how expensive carpet is on stairs yeah. because it's well, it's so custom, and it, yeah. we have that the staircase curves, and so... Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that was a fun little surprise. You got yeah. to be careful with that. I remember uh, this woman called me. I think it was down in Wareham, if I remember correctly. And she had hardwoods in the first floor. Yeah. And there was something done. So she had a big scatter rug mm-hmm. in the middle of the floor. So when she bought the house, obviously there was a rug yeah, there. Yeah. And then, uh, she, I mean, she bought it. She went, The day she went to move in, she didn't realize that under the rug was like two four by eight sheets of plywood that someone either <gasps> repaired or dug up or whatever and they never noticed it like in home inspections or anything So it was like, like a that. hardwood floor but where the carpet was it was just it was just, just cup, clapboard? Yeah, it, it, it was just it was plywood. It, it actually the, or the, not the, clapboard. It was plywood, like an yeah. eight by twelve rug that covered where the plywood was and right sh- in the center of the room so I don't know what Nobody, Somebody didn't finish doing the hardwood or something. Yeah. That actually sounds like a lot of work to cut the boards to go well, around there was, there was either the rug, damaged right? or it was filled in or something uh, it was probably point. damaged and they just cut it out. Yeah, Is that what you filled mean? it in oh, the plywood, okay. but okay. The, the buyer never noticed it, and nor was it picked up in home inspection mm-hmm. until the day of and, moving in when they... Okay, and, and the selling realtor doesn't have an obligation to disclose that? If they know, if they, they do. they know, but nobody knew. But she might not have asked, the realtor might not, the seller Ooh. might not have picked up the I carpet. Just, yeah. I just did a <gasps> class on Thursday, uh, 93A, which is lawsuits against real estate firms and things that we are obligated to disclose and not disclose and things like that. And um, yeah, if you know, you have to tell. Period them in and you should. You yeah, know, that's how yeah. I feel. It's like, I want to know. I mean, Especially when it comes to lead paint, which is obviously that's a big deal. That's, you know, that's mass law, you know. Yeah. yeah but people sometimes don't tell you things and we don't live in the house. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, sort of not to that extent, but sort of similar when, remember when we bought our house and we, I, in like 30 seconds was like, yep, this is my house. I'm going to buy mm-hmm. it. No, pro- no yep. problem. Um, I can be very impulsive, but oftentimes it does work <laughs> out on my behalf. But. Yeah. but um, it was the same thing with the carpet. Like most, ex- the exposed mm-hmm. um, plate, the, the exposed carpet looked really great. They probably had it cleaned. And then yeah. there was that one room upstairs. Remember, he had his office. Oh yeah. And he probably had that office for years and years and years. And and I, you know, didn't think. And we went through it so quickly. And I certainly mm-hmm. d- don't think it was your yeah. fault. But you know, we just like once his furniture was out, the carpet was. Ugh. And that happens a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, because the furniture was there a long time. Yeah. So yeah. you can we probably should anticipate. have expected yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you can't it, move a desk to right. find it. You right. know. So. And is it common for someone to replace their carpets when they move into a house anyway? Does yeah. Or, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to Car- be walking on anybody else's funk. Yeah, and carpets just don't last all that long. It, see, it seems like, but. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial. We're talking about um, real estate stuff this morning with Sharon McNamara and Mark McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate and McNamara Plumbing, best plumbers around. <laughs> and um, we, you guys, if anyone has questions for us, you mm-hmm. can call into the studio, 781-837-4900, or you can message us on Facebook on Sharon's Boston Connect Real Estate page, mm-hmm. or you can text. So we have so many options for you to ask questions. You can text 781-775-0116. We'll take a quick break and we'll come right back. This is Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Here's what people want to know about me. Are you a fiduciary? Are you independent? And thus are your recommendations for me in my best interest? Are your costs reasonable? Can you help me with my money and making a plan for my future? Fortunately, the answer to all of those questions is yes. Call my office to find out more. 781-834-2010. 
you own a business or you're running a nonprofit or a municipality and you just might be somewhat overwhelmed with all the changes in state health care law, federal mandates, rules governing retirement, employee benefits. For instance, do your employees understand the value and costs of their current benefits? Oh, and by the way, what about tomorrow's changes in state and federal policy? Keeping up is a full-time job. You have better things to do. Gallagher Benefits of Boston and Quincy are benefits experts. To be somewhat formal, Gallagher Benefits offers strategic consulting that assists employers in providing wellness and health promotion programs and offers advisory services to provide insight, understanding, and answers. Let Gallagher handle the headaches. Visit the web at AJG.com. Leave the aspirin on the shelf. AJG.com. The South Shore's breaking news, weather, and traffic station. WATD FM Marshfield. WATD Brockton. Hi, this is Mike McNamara. How do you find a financial advisor that you can trust and who will take good care of you? Not easy. We would suggest that you listen to McNamara on Money on Saturday mornings here on WATD from 8 to 10 a.m. It's an easy way to get to know our family of four financial advisors who are also certified financial planner practitioners. 781-834-2010 or McNamaraFinancial.com. This is 95.9 WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts, the South Shores radio station. You are listening to McNamara on Money. Please give us a call at 781-837-4900 with your questions or comments. Okay, Alyssa, let's get back to business. Good morning. Back to business it is. You're listening to McNamara on Money. The South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I'm taking a little break from financially specific stuff this morning to talk about real estate. It's very timely Mm -hmm. as the spring market actually starts like now, right? Mm, In February. Mm -hmm. Um, So for people thinking about selling their home in the spring market, the time is now. So we have Sharon McNamara and Mark McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate and McNamara Plumbing and to answer all your questions. And mm-hmm. um, if anyone has questions for us, the studio number is 837-4900. The text-in number is 781-775-0116. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we wanted to spend the last 20, 25 minutes of the show talking about multi-generational living, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. it, it, you know, I, I think I think maybe we touched on this last time you were on the show, but I can't recall, but I certainly have lots and lots of clients that have either gone this route or are thinking about going this route, and there's lots of real estate decisions to be made mm-hmm. as a result, given that um, in-laws on mm-hmm. on a residence are not in, have not been incredibly common in past years and seem yeah. to be getting... Um, they seem to be more desirable now as yep. as multi uh, generations of families are it's starting to be more common for them to be living together which i think is wonderful mm-hmm. and cost effective and wonderful from just a family perspective yeah. um, it takes a village yeah, it certainly does mm-hmm. and yeah i would i would move my parents in in a heartbeat i certainly don't think they're interested in that right now but i would mm-hmm. either move them in or move them across the street there's a cute little <laughs> property across the street that i'm always kind of like oh that would be that would be nice and convenient um, I tried to, I, for years, I tried to get Justin and Suzanne to buy the house right next to me, the one that um, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it actually recently turned over. Yeah. Um, because I just, it's just nice to have family yeah. close by. And especially when you have young kids and cousins you know, to play with each other. Right. Can I drop my kids off for an hour so I can run to the grocery store and not bring them all yeah. with me type stuff? So, yeah. um, all right. But before we get to that, let's, we have a caller. So we'll go mm-hmm. to Frank from Pembroke. And we also have a question for somebody on Facebook. Okay. Perfect. Let's go to Frank first. Good morning, Frank. How are you? Hi, good morning. What can we do for you? Um, I hate to take you off your subject that you're That's on okay. right now because it's a it's a good one. Yeah. Um, it's um, but my question is back to um, I have an older house and uh, it really needs to be updated. It's in good shape, but um, and everything's functional. But my question is kind of more related to the curb appeal of the house. Mm-hmm. We're going to play Spend It or uh, Not again, Sharon Yeah, I know. You people like it. Yeah. Spend It or Not. Yeah. I'm going to make this a whole show on yeah, Tuesday night. Credit credit me with the name of the game. I will. Spend It yes. or Not. Spend okay. It or Not. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead, Frank. Sorry to interrupt. So, it, so the property's surrounded by um, the, those, the wooden stockade fence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's very common. Six foot high. Mm-hmm. And over... Over the years, there's been a few sections that have have um, have uh, have like actually been removed. Uh, you know, to come down because of a tree or mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I, this is it's a new house to me, mm-hmm. so um, so there's a number of sections that need to be replaced. And mm-hmm. the fence is it's it's probably thirty thirty five years old, so it's pretty it's in tough shape. It's ready. Other pieces are ready to come down. Mm-hmm. So it is something. That definitely needs to be done, but I'm wondering, should I do work on the inside before the outside? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the inside is functional, it just needs to be updated, mm-hmm. but the fence is not functional. Mm-hmm. Are, well, you about pure, my question right there. are you talking yeah. about pure... Are you talking about purely thinking of selling it soon, or, or are you... I think, I, in, a cup, in a couple of years. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, all right. So let me ask you this. Do you need a fenced-in yard? Not necessarily, but the, the, the spots that are open are open to my neighbors, mm-hmm. the abutting neighbors. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, um, you know, I... Well, my question yeah, is, it, I mean, if it sounds like the fence is, you know, 35-year-old stockade fence is probably... I mean, we had one, been there, done that. I mean, we tried right. painting it. By we, I mean Mark. <laughs> Many, times. Many times, and it just there's, it just never yeah, no maintenance in this. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way that you can re- really repair it. But I, I guess I'm asking, like, do you need it because you have a dog, and like, do you, you don't need a fenced-in yard? I mean, why don't you just take the fence down? Is it close to the street, or yeah, what's the reason mm, for the six-foot no. fence? Yeah. Well, it's the it's just what was here. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of like the idea of um, you know. Having particular property lines okay. defined, but because when I do go to okay. sell it, I, I I'm thinking, uh, uh, you know. But again, I I'm using my own point of view. I particularly like to have a fence yard. Maybe someone else wouldn't. But mm-hmm. um, how much fencing do you actually have? It's I would say uh, nine panels on each side. Uh, is it? Uh, it's 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 about a it's just under it's a ten thousand square foot lot that needs to be done other than the front. So nine times eight. What are we talking? A couple hundred feet of fencing. Yes. Yeah. At, so at least. Yeah. That a lot. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm, I I know fencing is very expensive. Yeah. I don't know how expensive uh, the wooden panels are nowadays. So yeah. 
Is the stockade fence the one where the, the there, you the can't see pickets. through it at yeah. all? The, yes. the vertical slats right. and you can't it's see through it at all? Yeah. yeah. The wooden thing, slats with the points. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is what's going to end up happening, Frank, is that if you replace a couple of the panels, it's going to make the rest of it look that much worse. Oh. So, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That's why I'm thinking just right. do the whole the whole thing, right? Just do it over. I, but it's going to be a little bit of an investment. Yeah. Um, again, it will. I think it will add to the down. curb appeal. I'm not, you know. I would just I'm take, not it, take down. it down. I would just take it yeah. down. I wouldn't spend the money. I wouldn't spend the money to redo it. Unless, like I said, if if the purpose for you to have it is because you have a dog and you just like the option to, well, I would even say get an electric fence. Because now what you do when you have a smaller lot and now you're fencing it in, you're almost delineating it to look smaller. Can, right, can, right. can you take it down and plant a few bushes? That's what to, I was going to suggest. For well, on the property it, line? It has, been, it has been landscaped before. I mean, it, it needs to be, I mean, probably, again, like when the fence was put up, I think they landscaped. It. So a lot of the stuff is overgrown and stuff, but probably could be brought back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But even no, that is, thought. if you took down the fence and you wanted sort of that buffer between you and your neighbor, you can get Aprovides, you know, six-foot Aprovides. They have them at BJ's every spring for $29, you know what I mean, right. and do it yourself, you know, um, and right. just plant those thought, yeah. down the side. And those grow beautifully, and they make a very, very nice fence, you know, yeah. a privacy fence between you and your neighbor. I think that you would be better off doing that. I, I just think... Because the type of fence that you would have to put up for it to be of people's liking right now would be like the vinyl fence or something like that. Or what we have around our yard right now is, um, I mean, we have a pool, so we have something different there. But like the outline of our yard is the black um, chain link. And it Which kind of disappears into the it, landscape. It yeah. actually looks, yeah, it, it looks, looks nice. pretty nice. It yeah. serves the purpose of why we needed a fence, but it also looks nice. But most fences aren't six feet anymore, right? No. Four, four feet is probably a yeah. more Well, it matters if you desirable. have to have around a pool. It has to be six feet. You right. Know? Um, so I, my first opinion is take the fence down. That's going to be the big thing for your curb appeal. But, you know, if somebody else wants a fence later da- in two years when you're thinking about selling, then let them mm-hmm. put a fence up. If you don't need a fence... I wouldn't bother. I would just do landscaping. I would spend that money towards landscaping. Here, here's a question for either one of you. I guess if you, if someone has a fence and they take it down, I'm assuming there's like concrete footings or whatever under mm-hmm. the. Is that how they put a fence in? Are there concrete footings where the posts are? Yeah, they generally they put concrete around them. I think the wooden ones they just go right in the ground. Oh, okay. I think when you get into the metal fencing, and uh, so forth, they put mm-hmm. concrete. I think I was going to ask a question that was maybe not a. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I was wondering if someone later could reuse the same footings, but probably not. No. Let, no. Okay. No. no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like inside, okay. I think that you're on the right track because I think you said like everything is working. I guess you know my my suggestion for you and my professional advice is is just make sure you're sticking with like you know the mechanicals of your home because I feel that <laughs> buyers again are looking for what's wrong, not for what's right. And I think mechanicals always seem like big ticket items to people. So make sure you get. Uh, do you have a boiler or a furnace? You know, make sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I say, everything's. Um, the most important parts have been updated, which I'm, I'm very lucky as mm-hmm. far as the heating and, and uh, mm-hmm. electricity and, and that end of it. It's mm-hmm. just the, you know, the veneer, you know, the walls, the mm-hmm. doors and, and that type. 
Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, if you have a real estate agent you work with, that's great. Call that person in. If you don't, we're happy to do that. We do it all the time for people. We come in and people will say to me, you know, we're not planning on moving right now. We're planning on moving in two years, three years. What are some of your suggestions? What are the things I should focus on? What should I focus on today? What should I f- focus on tomorrow? What should I f- focus on next year? But the That's big good, ticket yeah, things, good idea. yeah, are the mechanicals. Get up into your attic. Make sure you don't have any mold up there. You should for your own safety, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just make sure that all those things are all taken care of. If you do have your, do you have a boiler or a furnace? Forced hot water or forced hot air? It's it's a um, furnace, forced hot air. Forced hot air. Okay. Um, you know, anything that you're having done or maintained, like if your water heater goes or things. I know, Mark, when you replace a water heater, don't you always write the date with a, a, a sharpie? Right on it. Just make sure you have all those things in line because those are the questions buyers ask. We send all of our uh, seller clients a questionnaire with all of these things. You know, is your water heater rented? Or, um, is it leased or owned? How old is everything? Because people want to know these things. Your septic system. How's your septic system? You live in Pembroke, so I know you have you know septic. How's that? Or even if or they don't want to know those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, How long ago was that? Yeah. How long yeah. ago did you buy the house? Uh, about six months ago. Oh, oh, all right. So you, yeah. So you're going to be there longer than two years. And I you're thinking guess. about selling already. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of the idea going in, um, but um, you, to to live here for about um, two, three, possibly no, not not any longer than three years, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Well, and that the, those are the things I would do then. I would just take down the fence. I don't think it's worth the investment to put it back up. Just get some nice plantings, put those around, and then, you know, inside just, you know, slowly but surely. If you just bought your house six months ago, you certainly have a real estate agent. So, you know, have that person come in and give you some ideas and suggestions of what you should do for future, you know, for resale value. Right. I have an agent, but um, I don't think they really focused on on that type of area so i i, I uh, quite possibly will be calling you okay perfect well we'll be giving out all my contact information at the end of the show well thank you very much i appreciate right. your information and you, you have a great show thanks thank you thanks for the call frank take care thanks frank bye bye Apologies, apologies to you, Sharon and Mark. I didn't give you an opportunity to give out contact information for Boston Connect. So go ahead and do that. We've got a few more minutes. Yeah. Um, so Boston Connect, you can reach me at bostonconnect.com. That's really the best way. Um, all of our bios are up there and everything. Uh, you can also find us. We're on all kinds of social media. So we have Boston Connect. So facebook.com forward slash Boston Connect. And you can also get me at the office at 781-826-8000. Um, I do give out my cell phone number too, 781 Four eight four eight seven eight one two nine four four eight four eight. So you can text or call anytime. Did you get a thank you? Did you get a uh, question? I did. Yeah, and also Texting it's question. easy to Sharon at bostonconnect.com. Um, if you want to send me an email, Sharon at bostonconnect.com. Instead of doing work, can seller just give back uh, money toward something like countertop so buyer can pick their own style? Would that be beneficial? Yeah. Uh, so that was from Karen Monroe from Dorchester. Um, so yes, absolutely. That's one of the things yeah. I said. Uh, what I yeah. do recommend to people <laughs> is get a price on what it will be, because you know recently I have I have a house right now. Uh, we know that the carpet um, needs to be replaced. It is stained underneath an area rug, which we have disclosed to everybody. And um, I just got a, an estimate on what that will be to repair it, because a buyer is going to look at it and say, oh, that's going to ta- cost me two grand. Our estimate came in at nine ten installed. Yeah, you so know? it's nice to have that in. 
information exactly available so they don't beat you down too much in price yeah yep absolutely yeah. I went into a house uh, this week they have um, a house built in the 80s I love houses built in the 80s they just feel like so solid to me you know um, but they had that brown trim you know like the sort of like in oh here. instead of the white instead trim of white in interior yeah yep. and I said you know I my guess is that this is going to be one of the things that buyers are going to talk about and that's pricey to get that painted huh mm-hmm. so I said you should probably get some uh, get a painter in just to get an estimate so yeah. we have it yeah and we're yeah. prepared for it because yeah. everyone knows it's pricey but what's pricey is it yeah. 10 grand is it five grand how much yeah, is what it what was the estimate how big was we the haven't house? gotten it yet oh okay how yeah. big is the house it's big it's like 3,500 square feet and it's all brown trim throughout yep yeah that is brown trim is noticeable mm-hmm. when you walk in and you see that and yeah yeah I know my brother and um Suzanne went through that they had a painter come in and start painting some of the trim in their house I don't know what year their house was built but mm-hmm. um it I'm, does really brighten up a space it really does and it makes paint pop nicer like yeah um, on the walls, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. When we did ours, um, Mark actually just took down the trim. <laughs> He's like, I'm not painting this. Took down the trim and put up new trim. Oh, mm-hmm. less work? I don't like to paint. Uh, <laughs> more money, but probably less work well, if it, you know it, what you're it, doing. It was, yeah, it was um, oh, I mean, our house was a builder's spec, mm-hmm. so the, yeah. the trim wasn't very fancy anyways. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. bought some nicer trims and yeah. trimmed everything up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have a few more minutes, but really quickly, I have a lot of conversations with people that are yep. moving in with or moving their parents in or their mother, mm-hmm. mom or dad. I have actually, mm-hmm. um, I have actually people that are not related by blood, but just really close friends that have moved in together and, and mm-hmm. sort of done the in-law. Um, so I just wanted your opinion on um, r- return on investment for mm-hmm. putting an in-law. Like let's say there's, there's no bones for an in-law. So complete mm-hmm. construction of an in-law, mm-hmm. maybe uh, comment on that, maybe, w- or finishing an existing space. Like I recently had someone um, redo, uh, I think it was like a screened in porch and they, completely enclosed it and redid it and put a little kitchenette and I think and I think a bath and mm-hmm. like sort of redid that as as an mm-hmm. in-law um and actually this person's comment to me was you know these are gaining in popularity when I go to sell in x number of years I sh- you know I should mm-hmm. have no problem getting my yeah. money back on that investment so just wanted your opinion and on that's that. like one room I mean so that person was doing one room so it wasn't that <laughs> much of an impact for that person you know what I mean they could yeah. always put it back you yep. know, if somebody didn't want it, yep. it's, you know, taking them the time, energy and money to invest in doing a whole in-law. Right. Which is a, a couple hundred thousand anyway. Yes. It ha- could. Right, yeah. It, had to, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, because a lot of times in a lot of towns, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had on my show, uh, Lisa Cullity, who's the board of health agent in, in the town of Pembroke. And we were talking about title five. Well, if you put on an in-law, chances are you're going to have to upgrade your septic system. So there's a lot that goes oh, into that. Yep. So it matters how long term you need. It, you know, um, you know, right now, I, I just think that, uh, well, I'll talk, Mary actually talked about it on the show the other day. Mary and Sam are purchasing Sam's mother's home yeah. that he grew up in. And if Sam is an only child and um, his dad passed away a few years ago. So they know that um, like Sam will be taking care of his mother long term. She isn't at that point right now. Yeah. She's very capable. Yeah. But it makes sense for them. I mean, it you know, they're buying that house. It has the pool. It has a lot of things they want and they're going to do the in-law. And that's where, you know, I think that that makes sense for them because you know soon they'll be getting married then they'll be having children in that multi-generational yeah. living is when they're now she'll be there to help them raise their children yeah so from my point of view it, it might not 
always be the best financial decision. Yeah. I don't know if people are going to be getting their money back, especially putting, you know, spending mm-hmm. 200 grand on an, on an in-law, but yeah. that's a lifestyle choice. And oftentimes yeah, and there might not in, be another choice. And she's so, in her sixties. Yeah. Right. So like so, they're going to be together forever. Yeah. Like right. that's going to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. 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 So that yeah. made sense for them. My worry is a situation where, okay, let's take, let's use them as an example. You know, I don't sense that this would happen, but you know, Mary's putting a lot of money into the house too. And what if there end up being a divorce or something like that? And now the mother had put the money into the in-law and you know what I mean? Yep. yep. So those, are the those are the concerns I've come I've come across situations like this where I had a client who um, spent sold her home spent her own money putting an in-law on her I forget if it was her daughter's or son's home um, is not on the deed to the home mm-hmm. maybe doesn't doesn't didn't end up enjoying the situation what doesn't like mm-hmm. the location of the house stuff like that kind of wants to get out but their money is now tied up tied up and doesn't have a lot of other options. So you really need to make sure that that's so the right decision. We have yeah. an agent, yeah. very similar, exact thing. Mom sold her house, um, put an in-law, um, no, and then bought another house with with son, put an in-law on, and um, son is responsible for paying the mortgage that's left on it because she gave all of her proceeds from the sale of her house towards this. Yeah. Son lost job. Oh. Son can't afford the mortgage. Yeah. yeah they're like awful. towards foreclosure yeah. right now. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. So those are the things that I really do worry about. Yeah. Um, you got to really think it through. Everything is situational. Honestly, in situations like that, I'm more apt to send people to you than for me to make that decision for them. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that person saying to you, you know, these are becoming more popular. Who knows? Who knows what's going to be popular in 10 years? I don't. Yeah. You right. know? Fair enough. Mm. All right. We've just got a few more minutes. I've mm. been chatting with... Um, Sharon McNamara and Mark McNamara, Boston Connect Real Estate. You can find them at bostonconnect.com, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Boston Connect, mm-hmm. and your phone number, 781-826-8000. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. You can find me at McNamaraFinancial.com or McNamaraOnMoney.com. Takes you to the um, similar site, but the, mm-hmm. the radio. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, my radio site. show. Can I give a plug for oh, that, yes, too? Oh, yes, thank you. I meant to Yeah, that, yep. so talk, um, I do talk real estate every Tuesday night right after the news at 6, so I'm on about 6.15, but we have a podcast as well. It's Talk Real Estate, and we also have a website, talkrealestateradio.com, so you can find all of our radio shows there. So if you are interested in finding out more about uh, topics on real estate, that's where you can find us. Thank you, and I was premature. We have two more minutes. Quick tips. Oh. Preparing your house for the spring market. Uh, we talked about a lot of them today. Clean it out. Just yeah, clean it. Fluff and buff. Yeah. Fluff and buff. Clean. clean. You know what? Use Just your senses. I did a show yeah. on this. You're using your <laughs> senses. It's what you see, what you smell. Yeah. I mean, not so much what you taste, but you know, people say, oh, I'm going to bake cookies. Well, don't because now people think that you're going to be hiding masking smells. <laughs> uh, that's an entire show that we could go into, but you know, the toys in the yard, pick all that stuff up as it, it might snow again. You know, you just want it to look good, but less yeah. is best in every situation and Q-tip clean. Yeah. So do a lot of people get a storage unit and yep. cl- declutter and that makes it show yep. a lot nicer. You're going to be moving the stuff out anyway. Absolutely. So the extra, the added expense of a storage unit, pretty minimal if you sell mm-hmm. the house. Absolutely. Um, quickly. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a great, great weekend. Have a great vacation week to all those parents yeah, and kids out there. You've been listening to McNamara on Money. We also have a podcast. You can search McNamara on Money on your podcast app. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. Take care.